You're listening to Cowboy Shit with Ted and Wacy, brought to you by Everything Cowboy. This is episode 103? 104, isn't it? 103, yeah, 103. Yeah. yeah. 103. Episode 103 of Cowboy Shit with Ted and Wacy. I'm Ted. He's Wacy. Howdy, partners. From, from the driver's seat. The driver's I'm in the passenger seat. <laughs> Co-pilot, Wace, uh, Brinson, James, Harris, in the back seat. Get in the back. cruise set there, cowboy. Uh, yeah, Cowboy Shit. Cruise is set, boys. <laughs> we, uh, first time, <laughs> there's first times for everything's. And uh, here we are, the road, this is a... Uh, this is this our is best. This is our best emulation of Matt Merritt's Roadcast. It's like a cowboy shit version. This shows how versatile we are. You know, we can we can yeah. do it. Uh, we can do a show in the bar at the Ramada. We can do one in the. We can do one in the truck. We can do one in the dressing room of a hockey rink. We can do one over Zoom. Like, yeah. If there's a way for us to have a show, we're having a show. We can do one on yeah. the stage at the CFR. On the CFR. Which you're bitching. This show proudly sponsored by CFR 47, November 37th, PV Mart Centrium, Red Deer, Alberta. Canadian it's final, tra- final season. Final season. And season spelled S-Z-N, people. Hell yeah. Season. Yeah. Hell yeah. Episode 103 of Cowboy Shit, proudly presented by CFR Red Deer. Thanks for being our partners. We'll see you there this week, folks. It's almost that time. First perf tonight, Wednesday, November 3rd. Yes, yeah. Right? How about Shit. it? Get your picks in. And... We'll be doing some live stuff there. Yeah, man. Come Show, say hi to us. Shows daily, 3.30 p.m. from the Cabaret Corral. Check us. The come Cabaret check us Corral. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Got some couple bands. Our friend Trevor Panzak will be on the stage. Aaron Pachette one night. That's cool. It'll That's be a cool. heck of a heck of a week. Well, and you're also hosting the buckle ceremony at the end. With of my the pal, Doug. Yeah, Dougie Doug. Doug Young. Dougie Fresh. Yeah. That'll be cool. So... We're on the road home from Saskatoon right now. This is actually a Sunday recording, so we're doing a little <laughs> smoke bomb with you. We're trying to get this is what we got to do with the with the podcast. You want to keep it on time? We're busy sometimes, guys. Sometimes you got to record the show from the truck on the way home from the event. A little I know, okay. There's been a lot of shit go down in the last little bit. We got to talk a couple more sponsors though first before we get going. Um yeah, so we need like, like to thank our friends at Manscaped. Yeah, I don't have the script in front of me right now because <laughs> I'm driving, but hey. They have their new lawnmower 4.0 and a bunch of new products coming out in the next few weeks. They're so sending stay, us some stuff. Yeah, stay so stay tuned. tuned. There's like there's like hair there's like hair and hair wall hair <laughs> shampoo. <laughs> Deodorant. Deodorant. Nut ball, wash some more, probably. Some more ball wash. Yeah. So there's all ball fro? a bunch of cool stuff. So yeah, Manscaped. Uh, you can use our offer code special huge, code special code huge bush. To save 20% and free worldwide shipping from yeah. us to you and our friends at Manscaped. So check them out, manscaped.com. Yes. And we also need to thank 
our friends at the Circle Four Beverage Company. They're awesome people. They've been supporting us for a long time now. They have their ranch water, their sweet water. You can find it in liquor stores all across Alberta, Saskatchewan. I think they're in BC now. So check them out at ranchwater.ca. And yeah. one more, one more offer, special offer code. Boots. Oh yeah, for the PBR. One more, the PBR Canadian Finals. You're the Canadian Cup Series Finals. Yes, sir. In Edmonton at Rogers Place. Yep. So you're gonna want to get yeah. Use our special offer code Boots to save ten bucks on your regularly regularly priced ticket. Yes, and, and we will be seeing you. And for those curious on that code, for it not working, you got to put it in the little unlock little icon yeah. spot. Not the promo section. No, not the promos at the end. You got to put the code in when the un- little unlock thing. Yes before you pick your seats so make sure you put the little put your code boots in the unlock the savings with promo unlock code boots the savings i love at it ticketmaster.com check out the schedule remember 12th and 13th rogers place in Edmonton. home of the edmonton oilers go flames <laughs> number four chris russell friend, of the, friend show. of the show friend of the show some someday guest hopefully hopefully we'll get him maybe. on here soon yeah get him and on then uh yeah edmonton november 12th and 13th people are kind of finals Again, promo code, special offer code, boots. Boots. T- save 10 bucks on tickets. Huge bush. Save 20% at manscaped.com. Get your Circle 4 beverage beverages at ranchwater.ca. Yes. And CFR 47 from Red Deer. We will be there. Number 37. Okay. Okay. On with the show. <laughs> After this uh, long six-hour drive, I think I'm going to need me a uh, ranch water as soon as we get back to Ooh, the OHQ. Oh, baby. <laughs> yeah. Good call, Brinson. I like that. Ah, okay, boys. Let's. Where should we start from this weekend? We, we got to talk about things. some shit. Yeah. yeah. I think this is like uh, therapy sessions on the way home. I feel like we need to do start chronological order. Okay. Okay. So here we go. So Brinson and I left Calgary on Thursday, and I guess this last pod has been what what it would be the third. So was, the last one was the seventeenth of October. Yep. So we had Calgary. So Calgary uh, Dakota oh, Butter yeah, wins the yeah. show. Uh, big deal there. There's something else I was supposed to, we were supposed to talk about on the show. Now I forget, but it's a lot of stuff happens. A lot of stuff happens. We had Calgary. We're back back there. Yeah. Prince and I had a sweet after party in my apartment until five in the morning, which is always <laughs> a good time. <laughs> I was feeling pretty uh, rough on that Sunday. So Butter goes and wins that one, but then uh, we're not sure of his status. So I guess we'll stay tuned to the channels for further updates on that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ty Prescott. Gets an erect. Brinson gets an erect. This is in Saskatoon. Though. This is Saskatoon. Yeah. yeah. So, so fast forward. You guys left on Thursday. We, we left Thursday. Went up there. Uh, Wacy did some work. Met us there Friday for the perf, and then Wacy had a fun night on Friday. Really, always but, had a good night. But so then Brinson, you hurt your ankle on Friday. I guess that was our first. That's the first event in this sequence, eh? That's yeah. The that first. was that was I think the first time the the Saskatoon event started going a little bit of a downhill. Yeah, that's where shit started going sideways, eh? Yeah. No, but it's it was, it was all right though. It was. Uh, the back flop instead of the back flip. Yeah. It's like a belly flop. Yeah. It was it like the 3,000th back flip you've done in just that one time. It was time and 10 years worth of back flips in that arena at Saskatoon Saskel Center. And I had to mess it up on Friday night with not doing a full flip, landing right on my stomach, twisting the ankle, and it's swelling up like a dang softball. But you put your foot back up if you need to. I know you got to keep it up high. But uh, put it up back up there. There's also like a few factors what like made it tough for you to land that back foot. You said they're battling some of the lighting and stuff. Yeah, no, it was it was, a, it was a black house. We had two spotlights shining on me. It was a little bit higher than normal, but yeah, no, no excuses. I just wanted to do a belly flop, I guess. 
Oh man, it's the way it goes though. That's you battle it. through. We did. We, the, I, I, that, luckily, that for honestly, luckily we only had five bulls left, and uh, they were the five for five on Friday Friday night. Um, everybody went out there and stuck them. Had it. I mean, so it, no need for me anywhere yep. after that. So it was it was okay. I I could kind of sit there on the sidelines and kind of soak my wounds a little bit, just a little bit. But no, it's uh. I was wondering where you were at the end, though, Brinson. I was like, "What the hell is Brinson at? What did he? What?" I was trying like heck to get back out there. I really was, but every time I would take about three or four steps, I would just get the meat sweats and want to going downhill. So fast forward to Saturday. Well, hold on on that length though. Is that the worst you've ever been hurt Um, in this side of things? I think so. I think I mean I have been banged around in the barrel quite a bit. Maybe got knocked out, but this is this is something that you know it affected into the next performance, which. Mm Has never happened. Yeah, like spraining your ankle is no fun. It's always a battle. Like, and and I've definitely have sprained my ankle before, but nothing has ever shown this much. Yeah, been this bad. I mean, I'm walking around with a dang walking boot for goodness sake. Yeah, ugh, that's a fact. But so yeah, no. So that was that was Friday night. As soon as as soon as the show got over, um, we all got out of there. Ted and I knew we needed to get back to the room. Wacy wanted to make sure that party was doing okay which he needed to i had to go oversee the festivities yep he had to, he had to show his face yes as you do i'm from the south the area so for the team for the team i did that for the team thank you bro so it's good to see some old friends and some, and some friendly faces back at the long branch the old short twig the old short twig big fan okay so next thing next thing next next thing next uh saturday, to saturday right Saturday Brinson per? does the show with crutches. Yeah, starts off the show with pyro off of a crutch. Shoots a fire, or shoots a uh, firework out of his crutch. Yeah, <laughs> was the crazy no, shit we're, we're not we're not talking sh- snakes and sparklers. We're no. talking real shit. real pyro. Like he could have started. Did you have on to get fire. a license for that, Brinson? The good shit. Did you have to get um, approved to do I that? I think they're just feeling sorry for me enough that they just said, "Yeah, sure, just go ahead." Okay. Wait, 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 but like insane, like because you stay in the middle of the arena the whole time. But you did a really good job still engaging with everybody and getting the people going. So it worked, it worked yeah, out. Like I was, best case I was real nervous about that. I yeah. was real nervous that it wasn't going to be, you know, the same. You know, Saskatoon on Saturday night is usually one of the best bull ridings in Canada. They are, I mean, they're yeah. screaming, clapping, having fun, dancing. Yeah. And so, and I really felt that I was going to let the team down by not being able to, you know, put 100% out there. But having the, the two extra legs with the crutches helped. I mean... They were real open and, and, and let me be up there on the – I knew that it was going to be a tough one, but as long as I had the support with the team and everything like that, it was going to be okay. Hell you know yeah. what I mean? They, they, let, they let me go out there with crutches. They even gave me a stool to sit on for half of the show. And, and yeah, no, it was – we had those people screaming. I think it was maybe the loudest and maybe the most flashlights on their phones out there in the Don't Stop Believing I've ever seen – for PBR Canada, I think uh, I don't know if we if we've ever had them sing that much during a show too. Like they they were singing a free fall on there. We're yeah, singing a yeah. Like I think they were singing hey the baby, Highway to Hell. Hey baby, like yeah. like we there was they were in and the were engaged going, on everything, and it was a long bull riding. Yeah, longer than like longer than usual. We had a couple like a couple wrecks. Yeah, a couple of rerides. We had a reride at the end of both the long round and the short, short go. Round, yeah, right. Yeah. So it was the worst times to have rerides. So it just 
drug it out a bit longer, but it was entertaining. There was never a lull. Yeah, there's never a lull. That's that's the big risk you run when you start going that long. Is there's lulls and it takes away and like people are sitting around. But you guys did a good job of keeping the people engaged. You were rocking it on the tunes. It was electric, electric city. Yeah, you were definitely on 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 Saturday night. The vibes were immaculate in Sastel Center last night. Good times. My favorite vibes vibes of Saturday night was the bullfighting vibes. Oh yeah. Oh, that was cool. Yeah, that that was awesome. So all, all the retro, all the, yeah, all the bullfighters dressed up as their predecessors. Is that right? Yeah, right? I think so. They're heroes, basically. So, like, really. uh, so, so Tanner Byrne was uh, his, dad. his dad, Ryan Byrne, and they wore Scots gloves, didn't he? Uh, no, Ryan. Those Ryan had RBs okay. on him. Nice. Yeah, and then uh, and then Brett Monty was Jason Davidson. Yep, had his gear on, and then Ty Prescott, TJ Baird, TJ Baird. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty neat. Well, it's pretty cool to see, man. Mm-hmm. That's cool. It's, it's fun watching guys with their baggies. Ripping around, cool. ripping around, ripping around. The camaraderie at the, in the locker room right there was awesome. Whenever all getting ready, I think both of y'all were in there too. It was just really, really fun for all the the older generation and the younger generation all combining, putting it all in together. Actually, they got some killer pictures of uh, Scott, Ryan, and Jason all put helping uh, t- Tanner, Ty, and Brett putting their makeup on to uh, you know have it like it used to be back in the day. So uh, it oh, was yeah. really cool, sentimental right there for sure, and uh, it was awesome. Yeah, no, we were, we were all ready for the bull riding to start, and we we're dressed and ready probably an hour early, and we we're just ready to get this <laughs> thing started. I, I guess if you're going to do the same thing, Brinson, what would you have had to do? Yeah, no, I was I was actually uh, planning on pl- doing it, but uh, probably. Um, I had a little bit of a complication that day. I had my foot up in the air with ice on it all day. <laughs> But uh, uh, my plan count. was going as Dennis Halstead. Which would have been unreal. I would have been awesome. A Danny the but, Rodeo But clown. we still got time so because we're heading back to uh, the house right now to pass out candy for tonight on Happy Halloween. So we're going to – I think I'm going to dress up at Dennis Halstead for Halloween. So f- Jordan Hansen wins the event, which yes, is good. in Saskatoon. And then – We pack up. We get this out This is there. when all hell breaks loose. Shit goes sideways from here on in. Yeah. So then, so then I, think the first, I think the first part – so where are we at here? Um, we wrapped up the show. You know we packed I, everything out. Let's let's do this. End of the show. Jordan Hansen's a champ. We're packing things up. We're gonna end the first half of the show. We're gonna come back second half of the show after the interview with Tyler Thompson. We're gonna tell you what the went shit down, show. what went down, and afterwards. So this is the end of the shit show in Saskatoon. Yeah, <laughs> this is the, stay tuned. This is the end of the first uh, first half of the show. Again, thanks to our sponsors, Manscaped.com. Again, huge bush for twenty percent off, free worldwide shipping. You've got. Ranchwater, ranchwater.ca, promo code BOOTS at pbrcanada.com for tickets in Edmonton special offer, BOOTS, along with our fourth and final sponsor this week. This show presented by CFR 47 in the Canadian Finals Rodeo in Red Deer, Alberta, November 3rd to the 7th, six perfs, five days. Come on and check it out in Red Deer. We'll see you there this week. Get your tickets and everything Online from the PD Mart Centrium. We'll see you all <laughs> here this week. Catch our show live, 3.30 daily. Come see the boys. Come see us. Bye-bye.
is a two-time Canadian champion bull rider, a rancher, a hunting guide, and a cowboy and son of a gun. He is part of one of the most iconic Canadian rodeo families and has recently recently been selected as one of the pickup men at the 2021 Canadian Finals Rodeo. Welcome to the Cowboy Ship Podcast, TNT himself, Tyler Thompson. What's up? Hey guys, <laughs> thanks for having me. <laughs> I, I was going to say cowboy and son of a bitch. Good say, yeah. yeah. Yeah, do yeah. that if you want. A son of a gun. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Cowboy son of a bitch. <laughs> what do you prefer, yeah. Tyler? Well, I don't know. You fit I the mold of both. Like. Yeah. I, I, uh, <laughs> I, I'm, just, uh, I'm just here for the ride, boys. I don't know. Just here for the ride. I guess first things first, uh, CFR. I, Jim Keltz, Canadian champion, CFR pickup man. But I don't think there's been any other former CFR bull riders be selected as uh CFR pickup man. I could be remembering wrong, but I'm I'm curious. You know, Ted, I don't know. I, don't I know? can't answer that question. I uh, I'll tell I you, I am very humbled to get the job. There's uh, Canada's super rich in in pickup men and, and handy guys. It's uh, it's humbling, and I'm and I'm pretty proud and excited. Well, how you, how have you found that transition? Like you went straight from your bull riding career right into picking up, and and like is, is that, have you found the same like drive to do the pickup like the pickup stuff as you had when you're riding bulls or I think more, actually. Yeah. I think more, and it's a lot more natural to me. I've done, I've, I've rode and, and cowboyed my whole life. So I went to Gary's school there in about 2013, so I wasn't even done riding bulls yet, but I kind of fell in love with mm-hmm. it the first time I did it. And and, uh, and I started m- trying to find horses and, and get set up so that when I did quit, I could just roll on. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I really enjoy it. It's uh, it's it's kind of a rush in itself, and it's there's so many things going on there. Like it's the ultimate cowboy thing yeah. to do, and and uh, you know there's so many moving parts and things going on. You got to take care of the rider and the horse, and then you're you're taking care of yourself and mm-hmm. your horse, and you've got your partner. So there's a lot of stuff going on there to make it look uh, smooth and, and yeah. good. Is there's there's not many many things I like watching more than like some smooth pickup man like it's, it's it's cool to watch like it is like the epitome of cowboy um you talk about the finding horses process like what goes into that like is it is it you're searching kind of all over the place are you building your own now or how's that look yeah they gotta have a certain look you know for for me anyways i like i like color um they get noticed and and they need to be the right they need to be the right shape they need to be able to run and stop and uh and take care of all that stuff and it's funny because you would think it takes a real running horse, but it uh, it's it changed for me. I've I've went and got more cow horses that have got a lot more rate and stuff, mm-hmm. um, big strong horses usually. But uh, yeah, it's I, I thought that I needed a big kind of a runaway. Yeah, uh, and <laughs> it, it's amazing how many horses you have to go through it. And some you'll get on one horse that you think should be a great one, and you bully in the pasture and wants to run into everybody and kick mm-hmm. everybody, and and you take him to that job and he won't do it, and then you have some horse that is just a complete pussy <laughs> out there with all the other horses and, and they go to it so it, and it can be the opposite i mean the big bully horses can do it too yeah, but yeah. it's just funny how how uh what kind of personalities and stuff these horses have and how, I, long, how long does it take for you to, to know if it's going that horse is a particular horse is going to make it as like a quality pickup horse 
Uh, that's a yeah, that's a tough question because some of them go to it right off the bat and then they get kicked or something happens down the road and they and it turns them off. Um, some of them kind of take their time getting getting to where they will crash into a bronc and stuff. But uh, you don't really know until you get a couple hundred under your belt. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I went back and found the uh, list of of every former uh, CFR pickup man since 1974. I'm going to th- run through some names, and we'll see if we find any former CFR bull riders on here. So 74 was was Ron Gottfredson, Archie Williams. 75 is Greg Kessler and Stan Weatherly. 76 is Wayne Vold and Gerald Chalky. Then the next new name we have up here is Boyd Sherman. Then we've got uh, Bruce Flewelling in, uh, that was 83. Shane Frank- Franklin, 88. Um, Gary Rempel made his, was his first CFR, 86. Who else? Lanny Bristow? I don't know. The fireman. He? Fireman, really. <laughs> I don't know I don't know who that is. I've never yeah. ever heard his name Good before. Good guy. Del Northcott. Uh, and then you got Dwayne Kessler, Jason Resch, Wade Rampo, Blake Slusher, uh, Jim Kelts. So and and Jason Resch. Actually, I Yeah, I don't Jason. think there's any other bull riders. No other bull riders. The first. Eh? I beat Milestone. I beat Brett. Brett Thompson and oh. Blade Young. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Was there a friendly wager between those two? They haven't been at any any many of the pro rodeos much yet, though, have I they? I don't know, and I don't know if Brett's maybe quit because he's so sore. He's got hip problems oh, and stuff. So okay. um, he worked for Big Stone for a while, didn't he? Yeah. Okay. And he's a super handy guy. He's mm-hmm. uh, but he's still ranching and stuff. I don't know. I don't know if he's doing any rodeos or not. I honestly couldn't tell. And you. Blade hasn't done a ton of them as a pickup. He's busy man chasing yet, his kids around. Yeah, that too. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. And so as as are you as well. Yeah. 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 Um, Blade's. I think he's doing some amateur rodeos in in uh, Saskatchewan. CCA. Mm. Yeah. He came okay. out here and did a whole bunch of Castler stuff for a year, and I don't know what happened there, but uh, Blade's a super handy guy too. Oh yeah. So um, talk about that transition though, on like from the pickup man side, from the bull riding side, because it's it's natural to you as cowboy and every day all day but but you know a lot of the bull riders now they don't even ride horses <laughs> right <laughs> well on, at the end of my bull riding career there i was having a hard time getting in the gym uh it had just it had just got to where i didn't want to be in the gym and i didn't want to work out so it was actually a pretty good transition for me because i i wasn't in the gym as much but i was riding a lot of horses and a lot of colts and and it, it was the, like as as far as timing and stuff and you get them colts that try to jump out from underneath you they spook and and when they're young like that they're so my it actually really helped my bull run for the last couple of years staying um, it's a good way to stay fit like outside of the gym yeah, yeah absolutely and i i ain't gonna lie to you i wanted to be done riding bulls three years before i did quit it was just <laughs> i i hated getting on them things for the last three years and and i and i was just i was so geared towards starting this new job and and uh yeah so it's it's a lot of work it's which it's wild. It's wild you say that though, because like your last season, you had such a, end up having such a great season. Like you were just like dollars away from winning your third Canadian title, and like shot the lights at the CFR and and were buzzing. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was a good way to quit. <laughs> 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 You're uh, so going. I'm curious on the pickup man side of things. When did you actually take Gary's school? What year was that? 2013. 13. And you finished riding bulls in fifteen. So yep. once you got onto that school, that you knew that you wanted that what you wanted to do next. That was yeah. decided like instantly. Well, I remember going to that school. I I talked to Gary about it a little bit before that, and uh, I turned out of Cloverdale to go to his school. No way. And wow. 
Gary was, he, not was, still is one of the coolest guys I've ever been around. He's he's the greatest picket man ever. And he uh, he he took me on that weekend, and we had a lot of fun. And right after that weekend, he said, "Man, you're you're handy enough. You could go anywhere you want to go already." And and so there's there's going to be some tricks that you learn and some stuff and get better horses and this and that. But off you go. So he was he was huge in the start there. How does a pickup man school work? I know, like a bull riding school, you do like your shoot procedure, kind of all that kind of stuff. Break it down your equipment, then you kind of get on bulls and then break that down. So, is it kind of the same process, or? Yeah, I mean, there really isn't any extra equipment to be a pickup yeah, man. You got your saddle yeah. and, and your ropes and stuff, but uh, in the sweet at, ram rodeo pickup shed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, really at Gary's school, it was just it was just watch and learn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, could you could you weed? It's like a bull riding school where you could weed out the guys who would make a good pickup man versus the oh ones yeah, who <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> who else was at the school? <laughs> I, I, won't, I won't name names. There's a couple guys there that actually have went on to be pretty handy guys. Yeah, but, uh, I was gonna wonder. I was sure some guys that, uh, that have not gone on they, to. No, they didn't get hired very much. What about Tyler? About Kraft? He where does he fit in on the on the pickup man side of things? He he's going to the CFR for the first time this year as well, isn't he? No, nope, second time. For oh, Tyler. second time. Okay, yeah. he was there in nineteen then. So Kraft is yeah he's he's working out there on the Stampede Ranch yeah ranch taking care of all them horses and stuff and and running the breeding program and all of that and that guy is so handy so smooth it's going to be fun to work with him I haven't worked a whole bunch with him but. It'll be good. I I uh, I'm ex- I'm excited to I'm excited for the week with him. There's there's more of a teamwork aspect within Pick'em like the Pick'em Man deal than people think, right? You guys are gonna work together like in situations like if there's a hang up or whatever it may be, you're getting the even just getting the cowboy safely on the ground. Like you guys really gotta work together and know kind of where everybody's gonna be. Kind of like bullfight in a sense, right? Absolutely, and and it is. You gotta you gotta read the play and see where your partner's at. And the guys up here, like I say, they're. You can go to work with any one of them, and it's like you've worked forever together because they're they're all they're all just as handy and, and they know where to be and and you're only as good as your partner and and his horses, you know, in a wreck and stuff like that. You you've both got to be able to lean on each other and make sure you're you're getting it done and like I say, in the in the right spots. And how often through a rodeo performance do you have like an oh shit moment? <laughs> <laughs> uh, quite, a, you know. There's <laughs> There are quite a few. <laughs> it's like you see guys you see guys just about get bucked off, go overhand in the bareback yeah. ride, yeah. and it's oh like, oh, yeah. let's go. Yeah. And uh, they don't in the pros they don't hang up a lot, but when they do, they're stuck. It's bad. Yeah, yeah. their yeah. their hands are welded in there. So. So what's the? How do you attack a hang up then? Like what, again, like a lot of people see it, but they don't know kind of what's going on. So how can you break that down? Well, we roll in there, um, try to get try to get on the other side of where the. It really doesn't matter. Get to either side, if, even if that guy's hanging on that side. Get there, get a rope on and get it short right off the bat. Get the horse slowed down and and then start working on their hand. Get them out of there, and then your partner can come up and either get another rope on the horse and bring them bring them to total spot stop. Yeah, mm. or or get up there and get a hold of that bareback. Throw them over. Yeah, yeah, oh, right. and but the the worry there is coming up on the on the side he's hung up on like on off the horse on the ground, and squash you don't want to yeah you don't want to <laughs> squish him yeah, yeah. right because a lot of wrecks will happen where a pickup man will come try and blow in there and save a guy and then he'll get yeah. kicked get you know, his horse kick the guy or step on the guy or yeah like it's not a good spot no it's not a good spot to be but it's I mean you can you can you can go to the side where that guy's hanging you just you don't want to go in there and. 9-0. 9-0 and T-bone them, but yeah. uh, 
It'd be wild. I mean, uh, I remember one time in Oak Tokes, I there's a kid got hung up, and it was it was cool because I came in and I roped this thing and I had him short, and this kid weighed about sixty five pounds. It was <laughs> it was Chet Deets, and I just reached oh, down and grabbed him. Through or what? No, it was at the, at the pro rodeo, but it was oh, in the okay. novice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I grabbed him and just threw him back up in the middle, and he stepped off on the other pickup man, and it was unscathed. It was, yeah, pretty it was pretty. It was pretty. It really? was one of That's my cooler cool. ones. Uh, so speaking of that though, I was thinking that. You know, you're a bigger guy. Like, are you? What are you? Six two, six three, six one or two? Yeah, six one or two. Yep. So, with how big of a guy you are, you can like, and you, you're how strong? Like, you can just like put an arm out, and a guy can like <laughs> just jump off on your arm <laughs> and bail off. Right? <laughs> like, it's it's different than a guy like you know, like a guy like Jim Kelts. He's not a big man, right? And just doesn't have the physical strength that that you would, right? Even Kraft, like I don't know how how wiry that guy is. <laughs> not, nothing fence, but like being a bigger, stronger guy, like those. Bronc riders have to feel safer around you. I want to say almost because well, you can help them out. Yeah, and I think that's a big part of it. I think I think being bigger and stronger is. I know that I've talked about about that with Jake Bolden. He says I want somebody out there that can get a hold of me and get me out of a bind. He's a big guy mm-hmm. too, like really. Yeah, really. Yeah, little guys like Jim. Jim made up for it with his finesse. The guy was so yeah, handy and, smooth, and always yeah. rode really really nice horses. So I mean, you, he kind of made up for it with his horsepower and yeah. stuff like that. So. I wasn't. It wasn't a knock. I just. I, I wonder if those yeah. guys feel safer. With the, it's like, with the it's like any like other yourself, sport, like right? hockey or whatever. Yeah. Like you see, the smaller guys have to find ways to be effective, and but like different than a, than a bigger guy, right? But they whatever kind of works for their style. But probably definitely helps being bigger and stronger. I know my hockey career have been better if I was a few inches taller. <laughs> 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 Not much of a goalie at five nine. No, it's tough. It's tough. <laughs> well, even in the bullfight, and I liked it. I liked it. Sandman. back in the day. Yeah, Sandman. Uh, he yeah. was he was big and strong, and I liked that because he was a bigger target than me when I got <laughs> off. <laughs> you can probably run faster than him. <laughs> I doubt that I can. He's pretty. He's quick. Oh, oh yeah, shit. he's a, he's an athlete. That guy. But uh, I liked it because he he could if he had to he'd grab onto one and just stop himself. He'd yeah, really. Put him in a headlock and put him in a fucking <laughs> scissor hold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was. Oh, I remember Schiffner getting hung up so bad by his foot there. At the, Not at that Calgary. he was ever grabbing knots or anything like that, but uh, <laughs> he hung up by his foot in Calgary there and for a long and time. Sandman just yeah grabbed him and chucked him over the other side of that thing. And, and yeah, wow. I don't know Finally any other guys out. that would have got that done, but yeah, yeah, because yeah, it was him and Scott Byrne together that day. I think Scott wasn't Scott yelling, throw him over. Yeah. <laughs> There's a video of it where we actually yeah. hear the file where somebody's yelling. That was as wild a hang up as you're gonna see. That that's was crazy. Yeah. Well, so sorry. Do you got something? I was gonna ask like what like what's been the wildest wreck you've been a part yeah, of you since go. your uh, pickup man career has began. I don't really know that I've seen any real wild reaction. I guess that's a good thing. That's good. Uh, that's uh, a guy. We the the thing about being a pickup man is if you're not getting noticed, you're doing a good job. Mm-hmm. And I can't say as I've I've seen any real bad wrecks or been involved in any real bad yeah. wrecks. I mean, horses falling down and guys getting hung up. It's it's part of it, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, nothing really, nothing and really not crazy. Really, yeah, which is good. Yeah, like you say, it's a good thing. You talk about that though. That brings up another point. I wanted to say that that uh, these different jobs in the in the business, the bullfighters, pickup man. I want to say uh, honestly, you could say shoot boss. Like some of these diff- different production people. They're they, the best ones go unnoticed for the most part. Well, it's even it's like so even a good gate crew, right? You know, like you go to yeah, all rodeos where like your, your latch man fucks something it's up and solid. it just like ruins it for everybody, right? Like, but my my point being though is that I think the pickup men are probably like one of the most underpaid and under yeah. Like I don't want to say undervalued, but like underpaid 
uh, underappreciated. It was just like you go on yeah, notice, right? Like there's sport. not like the the kind of the glory that a lot of other things. Like even like yeah. like a bullfighter makes a big save or whatever, where it's like you yeah. come in, you you make a good do whatever, like on the hang up or make a good loop on a bull or whatever it may be, like. Yeah, you'll miss one, and that's the only thing they see. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's kind of like my follow-up question. Is like, how good does it feel when you know like everybody's watching you, and you just like slap a hula hand loop on a, like on a bull or a horse, or whatever, and you just dally up and pull them out of there. Everybody's just going wild, and yeah. Teddy plays pickup man. <laughs> TNT man, TNT. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, it's yeah. uh, you wouldn't believe there's. You think that you're going unnoticed, but there's them old boys in the crowd that are handy, and they see everything. They and, and they don't let it slide. Yeah. If you see, if you screw, if you do screw up or or fuck up on one, they they remember that. And they oh, it's it's I, I, like <laughs> I said earlier. Like, I, there's nothing more like watching than like a handy set of pickup man. Like when we were going down the frontier days with my dad, and we were watching the rodeo there, and the, them guys they have down there, like it's so it's so fun to watch. It's such a big arena, and they got to like keep keep things under control, and it's super super cool to watch. So. Well, I remember one of the first ones I went went to. Were you at Claris home that year? One of the first bull Whoa, runs I here, went and roped at. Here, let's, uh, oh let's my watch God. this back. I because, because I, uh, this is probably what we're, this might not be exactly what you're talking about, but this is Claris home. Uh, no, nope. this is where I did something good. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was okay. going to say, I got, oh yeah, that kid, yeah, he got knocked out and then I had to ride my horse in between. Yeah, oh. you actually dodged him there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Your horse went and stepped in like you made a save with you and your horse. Yeah, yeah. yeah I remember that. That was, uh, yeah. A guy kind of d- just like the bullfighters are in a situation like that. I don't think I was going to do that with a buck and bull, like a no. full, no. full-size buck and no. bull. But it was a little cow, so I just rode in there and got in between the two of them. That that cow was runs it runs into my. It? Yeah, I think it was Griffin Smeltzer. It was Griffin or twenty sixteen is quite a while ago now. Yeah, and this little cow just like comes and hooks your horse. <laughs> Yeah. kind of. Yeah, I want to. I want to hear the other story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was it the same the night or was it a different time? Oh, I think it was. It was maybe the next night. I don't know. During the bull riding. Okay. Yeah, and I had a bull out in that arena, and it was just one of them things when you start missing, and you know that people are watching, <laughs> and, and you oh. hour from home or less. Yeah, and I, every old boy that I know in the country <laughs> is in the stands, <laughs> and you think I could catch that goddamn bull? I threw, <laughs> I bet so you, freaking ten loops at that thing, yeah. and he was just standing there. He wasn't chasing me. Yeah. He was standing there. I was ten feet away, <laughs> and you think I could? Put that no, fucking man. thing over his <laughs> head, <laughs> dude. Gosh, that's so funny. Oh, and, and it was so embarrassing. You want to just, you just want to shrivel up and crawl out of there. But yeah, <laughs> that's uh, awesome. But that comes with. I mean, it comes. It's just like anything. It comes with time. You get pressured up, and then you just start bombing. And and uh, it, that doesn't happen very often. I I darn sure don't catch every one of them. But <laughs> usually, this, I no, don't, like usually I don't just completely crumble <laughs> under the pressure anymore. <laughs> the uh, I don't. I'd have to look, think back and, and watch more. But, like, the other day at the Ranchman's, I don't know if you missed maybe bu- one or buzzing two the, the whole, like, three days. Like, you did not miss many, if any, that weekend. Like, you were dialed the, the, in The two day. days I was there, you were buzzing. Yeah, yeah it was good. I I, uh, I enjoyed it. I went with Denver. Denver Johnson came and helped oh, me out right, there. Yeah. And, and he's a super good roper, too. So it's, it's fun with two guys because then the first loop, you can kind of throw something cool or, or far or – Try and do something cool, and you know your partner's going to catch him if you do miss. So you yeah. can you can throw some fun shots. Um, when you're all by yourself out there, it gets a little lonely and a yeah, little more pressure. More pressure. A little more pressure to catch him and get him out of there. Cause How often? There is the nothing that takes longer in the world in your own mind than rebuilding a rope. Oh yeah, in front of that many coiling. people too, right? Yeah, and there's <laughs> always somebody in the crowd going, "Nice move." <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> it's usually the guys in the back of the shoes. You just want to crawl it. off your horse and over the panels and just wade up in the crowd. <laughs> <and grab laughs> just have some beers. Yeah. Oh, how uh, how big is a, does it, of a factor does a shark cage play at like a bull riding event? I actually kind of like them. They give you a spot to to get get around some separation yeah. yeah and you can kind of throw over top of it and stuff so i those are I, I like those loops when you bomb I, them over the shark yeah, cages are I, badass i don't mind them it gives it gives a guy a spot to hide are you uh I, I was trying to get at the pay thing i don't think you guys are paid enough in your job with having to have a horse how many like how many horses you guys bring all your gear uh your the training the hours you put into these horses like i i think you guys are underpaid by way too much i just was curious on your comment on that side yeah, Wayne takes care of us. I can't okay. complain about our wages at Wayne Vold's rodeos. Um, some of them bull ridings, you get guys, uh, one guy in particular, I don't work for him anymore because he didn't want to pay me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, all I, you know, I just wanted to pay what everybody else was. Yeah. And uh, he doesn't use me anymore anyways. I won't name names, but he's a pretty prominent promoter in the PBR. <laughs> But, uh, no, I think you're darn right. There's a lot of cost, and, and those horses are worth a lot of money. Oh, yeah. And, and it's insane. You know, it's you're going to do a job for, you're going to do a job for, you know, 600 to to 1000 bucks a perf, but all it takes is hurting one of them horses, and you're down twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000, yeah. just depending yeah. on what one the horse night. does. Like, if, uh, if it's a pickup horse and something that I can head steers on and stuff, they're worth a lot of money right now. Oh, so. yeah. It's I, uh, did, I just wanted to comment though because like I think, just I, like I've seen some of the budgets different times and I know what we paid different times. Like yeah. Terry, I think Terry Leader came to our bull ride and we did in Drayton Valley because he was he was really close by and we knew him. Like, but like it was not enough for what he had to bring. Like you guys have more gear and equipment than anybody that comes to those events. More money in it and get well, paid. even just a bull ride not like enough. a minimum two horses. Yeah, exactly. You can't go with one. Yeah. Well, and Best Plug is uh, he's been cool about that stuff. He's he pays more than anybody and. And uh, he kind of recognizes that there's there's more to it than than just hiring some Joe yeah. rancher off the off the ranch and and getting him to come in and rope bulls. Like it's yeah, there's a lot more to there's it. Lot, there's and, a lot more to it. And yeah. like I say, the horses are worth a lot of money. And so Chad stepped up and he's he doubles more than like he almost doubles on the money that anybody else pays. So oh, okay, he's been he's been really good about it. And, he makes me feel good because he feels like I bring more than just a bull roper to the bull run. Being being as I was a Canadian champion bull yeah. rider and all of that stuff, uh, he thinks there's there's it adds to the to his bull run, which makes me feel good. Well, so you're a recognizable name, and people know who you are, especially in the bull riding world. Like, so it's like having you in the show is an asset more than anything, right? And Sheena's working on the. She's been the secretary at lots of Chads, or if not all of them, in yeah. the last few years too, right? Yeah. You guys bring the trailer and kind of do both. Yeah. Do a little double dipping. Yeah, there you go. How important is it for you? Uh, I, I gotta okay. ask more about this too. Okay, yeah, give her. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm curious. Like, what's the solution on that? It's like, like you work for Wayne. Um, like, do you have all, every all your weekends booked? Like, are you like, do you like what what's what's next? Like, it seems like it's you're not making much money being a pickup man anywhere you're doing it. You're are you doing it to train the horses? Are you doing it to train and sell the horses? Is there like what's the is there a big payoff? Is it a hobby? Like, like what's the? Tell me more about it, because I'm I'm kind of curious now. Well, it it was uh, it's something that I I love, obviously. Yeah, um, and we all do. We all have yeah. to do do this because there's yeah, no money in any of it. Really, that's right. Yeah, like I I made a good living riding bulls. Yeah, uh, everything that I've got is because of bull riding. But 
this this here doesn't pay as good. No, but it is it, it is a way for me. I'm training lots of horses and stuff at home, so it is a way for me to market my horses. It, okay. When I go to these things, people see me. They, I try to ride nice horses so that you know, when they see me, they go, "God, that guy." rides nice horses i'd like mm-hmm. to go and buy one from him so it's a way to market my horses and, okay. and do that and and you know when you get when you do get to a wainwright and pinocchio where you're 14 15 days straight then you're making money then you're making money because yeah. you're not traveling around but driving yeah. all the way to morris manitoba for four <laughs> three purse, days yeah four days or grand prairie for <laughs> four purse that's yeah, uh it's tougher yeah you're not making much on those weekends but you might be in a new market where somebody might see a horse and come and find you and, and buy something. Maybe might make it more worthwhile. Yeah. So it is the horse side of it that really yep. is maybe maybe a payoff where you can sell one for twenty thousand and get and a little bit ahead. And I have sold horses out of the like people just walk out of the crowd. And really? How much? And put a price <laughs> on them and, and off awesome. and off they go. Sometimes oh, wow. you know. Oh, dang. I usually price them very high because I those <laughs> don't horses, rid of those <laughs> horses I don't want to get rid of. <laughs> that's like somebody trying to buy your hat off from off your oh, head yeah. though almost yeah. really that because that's your friend like you've been around that horse for probably a minimum at least a year to be at that point of taking them in an arena I would imagine. Yeah. Well, yeah, we get we buy all our horses as as like colts right off the mare as weanlings. Oh, wow. So, yeah, you got a lot of time and and investment into them. By the time you, by the time you get them to that point where yeah. you can take them and, and use them. So, tell quick, if, if, do you need? I said leads in really well to the question I was going to ask. Is yeah, like, go ahead. How important is it for you to be able to like use them horses like outside of like the arena, like be able to use them on the ranch, like you said, head and steers, all that kind of stuff like that? Like, how important is that in the process of building your pickup horses? Well, just like any horse, and I don't care what anybody says, horses don't get to pick their jobs, mm. and, and they sure as hell don't get to pick them at my place. Yeah. They, if, they're, if they've got a, a discipline that they're trained for, they still have to go out and, and work, you know, um, and, that's, and, and that's what all the, the greatest horse people in the world will all tell you the same thing. They need to go, they, they don't just lope circles in the arena. You, yeah. need, to, you need to go and put them to to some practical work and, and do some stuff on them. Like you take a guy like John Swales, Dustin Gonnett, like they're the two top guys in Canada yeah, in, the kind of in the cow horse deal. And those guys are cowboying on them horses mm-hmm. at home. Like mm-hmm. they're doctoring and, and yeah. they're, they're riding 200, $300,000, $400,000 horses and they're doctoring Doctor yearlings. Cal- <laughs> yeah. But when they take those horses to town to compete, those horses are good. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah. and they know they've got work ethic in there. You know, they're not only not only are they very very finely tuned, but yeah. they're also they they've done some work. They've been around, right? Yeah. My wife is kind of catching on to that in the in the barrel horse world now. It was always where she thought that them horses needed to once once you started barrel racing, them, they needed to stay. Yeah. In the arena. I was gonna say I was gonna say I've dated a few barrel racers that that's like their barrel horses where that's all they did. They they didn't get to get out much other than being legged up in the pasture. Other than that, yeah. I I. Sheena went to a, a barrel racing clinic here the other day. I don't, I don't know Lynette Broadway. Yeah, but uh, she did a school, and Sheena said, "God, you'd love that lady. She was, she was all <laughs> over us." You think that thing? You can't even ride that thing in a circle, let alone around a barrel. Like <laughs> you need to take that. You need to take that piece of shit home and get him trained before oh, you wow. come back to the arena and That's try awesome. barrel racing. Like Sheena said that she was. So that that kind of reinforced what I've been telling Sheena for years. Uh, <laughs> But she doesn't want to hear that from you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, wives and kids, they don't listen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so we were on the train of, uh, of horses. So so you must have a story if you say you, you price them high when people come and try and buy them from you out of the arena. So there must be a story there of actually selling one 
it, I, I'm imagining off it might be truck. a good story right off the out of the arena where it was it what was going on. Well, I had I had one. I, I've got a big blue horse I car, call Armando, and he's my best horse. I use him in, in the bareback riding. I had him actually. I was up roping bulls at that deal in Edmonton a few years ago. The same year they had the PBR. Was, on was it the stripper the guy or the guy that ran around naked? Was that a different time? No, the, the global, <laughs> the global cup. Oh, I the forgot. global cup. Yeah. I forgot all about that. Didn't you that rope that guy? Too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got to talk about that after <laughs> this story. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I was, I was at the global cup. Yeah, that, that's what it was. Yeah, it was 17 the, in Edmonton, a big, yeah, the big so first global cup. I'm yeah. riding that yeah. big blue horse down there, and this guy comes down. And he's like, How much for that horse? And I said, 50,000. And he goes, Okay, I'll take him. And this guy shows up after the bull run, like he's he's, he's got a check. Yeah, he is gonna check. he's gonna pay for this thing. So then I was like, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna warn you, this horse bucks, and he might run off once in a while. And I had yeah. to talk him out of buying it. <laughs> oh really? So did you talk him out of it? <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to sell a horse, and I thought fifty thousand was enough to. But I guess that's when two fools met. I didn't sell the horse. I talked that's him out funny. of it. No way. But I still have the horse, and I I love the big blue bugger. Anyways. Yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't have wanted to sell him for that much anyways or would you have well i think i probably should have <laughs> <laughs> what's well, it's one of those things where you throw out a number and you're like there's no way this guy's gonna want to yeah. pay it he's like he, wasn't call, it. he called yeah. your he bluff blink. yeah <laughs> i was like oh i screwed shit. up <laughs> <laughs> should have said 100 yeah, yeah. shit that's oh funny. man okay yeah. and what else is that the only one or is there a couple oh i've sold a few ted i honestly i can't remember, can't remember? but okay. it's usually horses that i'm roping bulls on because they're because yeah. they're not as uh i usually don't have as much time into them once you get a okay. horse that's once you get a horse that's solid on the bronx and barebacks you don't want to sell them they're yeah they're okay. yeah they don't come around every day so okay okay so how many horses are you taking to red deer gonna take five of them take five and then will you use all five or hopefully not have to or plan to I use think all I'll, five i think i'll probably use four for sure i'm going to yeah. take one as kind of a spare as a young one so i'll I, I might try and rope bulls on him or do something on him. maybe the maybe the novice on him one night he's pretty yeah. good he's just he needs he needs a little more seasoning but i did go and borrow a horse from my buddy travis jordan i wanted oh, okay. one more real solid horse so i uh isn't I he from montana no he worked Lots of rodeos down there with Kessler's. He's oh, actually okay. from up by Rimby, and now he's oh. actually working for Legend Rodeo. Okay, I got you. Running their outfit, and he's okay. a super good pickup man and a and, uh, good buddy of mine. Did when he I end got up the in Calgary, or is it, I think it's somebody else. I think you're. that's Travis Erickson. Oh, different. Okay. Travis you said Travis Jordan. Jordan. Oh, okay. Travis Jordan, yeah. From up by Rimby. Yep. Okay. So I went and borrowed one from him, and it, it, it was cool because he was one of the first guys to call me to congratulate me when I got the oh, call. Cool. And uh, he called, and I said, "Hey, I was going to call you. I need, I need, need to a borrow horse. a horse." <laughs> so I go down there, and I go down there to pick up this horse. And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, come get one. I, I got you. You take your pick." And I get where there, was and he's got like Lethbridge down at Tabor. Tabor, he's okay. In Tabor. So I go down there, and uh, he's got two horses in the pen. And I said, "Okay, don't send me your favorite one. I don't want to. I don't want yeah. to cripple your favorite <laughs> yeah. one." And he's got this uh, red roan and a buckskin standing there. And, and uh, he goes, you better take that that horse. And he points at the buckskin. And then and then he stands there for a second. He goes, uh, no, you better take the roan. Just take them both. Just, <laughs> yeah, just take them both home and ride them both. And I said, uh, no, just pick me one. Anyways, long story short, he sent this little red roan horse home. And he's an awesome little horse. So I got to go to some Bronx on him this weekend up in Olds there at the College Rodeo. And okay. he's going to fit fit in perfect so i gotta give travis a shout out that was pretty Kay. super cool of him to i think i know who you're talking about i think i saw him at the feed store in in rimby one day and i kind of forgot kind of who the guy was but it's kind of a tall slim guy yeah kind of like a like red yeah that's exactly who it is okay 
He's good. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who this guy is now. Yeah, he's good people. Okay. Yeah, because I like I knew him. Like I'd kind of met him, but just didn't remember who he was. But yeah, that makes sense. I saw him at the feed store randomly in freaking Rimby one day. So that makes sense for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'll have five of them up there. Oh, awesome. So what's it gonna, what's it gonna be like being back in the CFR arena as a pickup man versus? Because last time you're in it was when you're riding bulls, right? Your last your last uh, <coughs> your retirement year. So yeah, I. I'm excited. It's yeah. gonna, there's going to be some butterflies and, and darn sure going to be nervous. But uh, it'll be the one thing about picking up is, is you're you're out there all night, so you get to stay busy all night long, mm-hmm. which is it's kind of fun. Um, back when I was riding bulls, you know, you had your <laughs> you had your few seconds, <laughs> yeah. some, sometimes longer than others. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be different, but it'll be it'll be it'll be pretty neat. And I've never been to Red Deer since it's been in Red Deer. I, I was yeah. all of my finals were up in Edmonton. Edmonton, so it'll be it'll be uh, it'll be neat to see. It's exciting. It's What's stuff. your favorite CFR moment from your riding career? The first time I won it. Oh eight. Yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, I had drawn Spoonful of Sugar, who was the buck and bull of the year that year, and he hadn't been rode in like 100 trips or some oh, wow. damn thing. And he'd, he'd won the buck and bull of the year, and I had him on final Sunday, and I was so excited I couldn't sleep all night. And I'd been on him a couple times. I'd rode him both times that I'd been, two or, a couple other times I'd been on him, and I'd rode him both times I'd had him, two or three times or whatever it was. And nobody ever stayed on that thing, so I was pretty excited. Uh I knew that I was going to have a good chance to ride him, and, and I knew if I did, I was going to win. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, I got it put together. And there's no feeling. It's I'm, I'm getting chills <laughs> up my spine right now. There's no better feeling than than completing that goal. You mm-hmm. know, like finally reaching that that uh, that peak in your career. Yeah. Something you work and so hard towards. Like yeah, you, and so you get it. I mean, there's else. there's no no better feeling than stepping off. Knowing that you've just won a Canadian title and and everything that you've worked so damn hard for has finally come to fruition. Yeah, that's you know? badass. Especially in a place like Edmonton, there's so much, like so much history had happened in in that arena, <coughs> and to like become part of it, like that's that's a, that's a cool moment. Yeah, had my dad there on the back of the shoots. That was neat because uh, I was just one of them. Like I say, it was just one of them cool moments. Mm-hmm. I got to straight back up on the shoot and got to give dad a hug and. My dad's not a very emotional person, but he was. You could tell he was excited <laughs> that day. It's hard. To, it's hard to tell any excitement out of John. Yeah. Talk about the bull riding side for you, though. Um, I don't know. It was. It was kind of. It took a while. F- it took a while, f- and then you got to that really high level, right? Like it was kind of like, weren't you like twenty-four or five? Like it took a couple of years. It w- didn't come right off the bat at eighteen. Yeah, it was. Uh, I was. I was twenty-five. I, I. I had a lot of injuries, knee injuries, when I was younger. So Early I was on. in and in and out. Mm-hmm. Like it, uh, a couple of them injuries were year-long sort of things to get oh, back. Okay. And and I just I flat couldn't ride them into my hand. And I got traveling with Schiffner. I got to give Schiffner a little credit. We we he was my hero to start with, <laughs> and then and then we were arch rivals. Was that just because of TV? Well, no, there's <laughs> other stuff, but anyways, Schiffner, Schiffner kind of, he kind of got me riding better into my hand. And, and once I, once I could ride them both ways, then, then it uh, kind of started coming together a lot better. It's Did it help when you got rid of your glasses? <laughs> I, I forgot all could about glasses. Could you see glasses. better? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like Steven Turner he didn't. He didn't like seeing him. I remember <laughs> they strapped them glasses on him. He he bucked off like seventeen in a row, and he threw them 
glasses in his rigging bag. He says, I cannot ride with these things. It's too freaking scary. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see what's going on up in front of me. Oh, man, that's awesome. Oh, shit. So, uh, but, so that was, uh, what was your first CFR then at uh, 20, what 2006. Year? Six, and then won it in 08, and yep. then went till 15. Yep. So it was kind of like early on, then won PBR Canada 2011. I remember I was thinking about this show a while ago and just how well you rode in 2011 in the PBRs. You would like quadruple entered a couple times. Like you just, they just couldn't throw you off at those bull ridings. I, I just want to know like where your head was at that year. Cause it seemed like in those things you, they couldn't phase you. I think the best year I ever had was 2010. And 10, then, okay. And then 2011, I won the PBR Canada up here. Um, but I was in 2010, I was, I couldn't, I was just riding everything and, mm-hmm. and, but I was I was entering a whole bunch of different stuff. I never won any titles that year, but I just missed making the NFR. I uh, I, I think I did. I make the world finals that year. I can't. That was remember. eleven. According and to Pro uh, Bowl stats, you're at the world finals on eleven. And then I won a bull riding that Tough Edeman put on in Cheyenne. Yeah. Won Cheyenne. Won a rifle there that year. And I, I, won like PR, right? I won like two hundred fifty thousand total that wow. year. Yeah. And. Uh, all over the place though i was all over the map and then 2011 i just made up my mind i was like i'm i'd I'd one second in the pbr canada i don't know how many times like Mm -hmm. too many a lot yeah it was it was four or five times that i won second in canada and it was just that year i was like i don't care how many bulls i have to get on at this i'm I'm taking this thing home this year and yeah i just that's i can't remember if that was the first year they started letting us double enter but i if they gave me a spot i'd enter it if there was six spots open i would have got on six (laughs) bulls at that point and I was in really good shape at the time and and yeah it was I just that was my I knew if I got on more bulls than everybody else I'd ride more and I'd <laughs> they just wouldn't be able to catch me and Zane Zane Lambert he I think he won second to me that year and he damn sure gave you a run he damn sure gave me a run because he was doing the same thing and well Zane's Zane still is really hard to beat so mm-hmm. Uh, and you're part, well, you're part of that generation of a lot of guys who are like really hard to be, like Schiffner, Zane, like Pank was riding really good, Best Torque plug. was around, Best Plug, like so many good guys come from that, Brett that Thompson, generation like of bull riders. Like, yeah. It must have been a pretty cool feeling to roll up to a show and like know that you're, you're the chance of you walking out of there winning is pretty good. Well, it sounds arrogant, but I remember <laughs> I remember walking into change rooms and, and Chad and I, Chad Best Plug and I traveled together and he was the fav- my favorite guy to travel with because him and I were, people would never imagine it but we are so much alike and and so competitive when we got in the track it, it was like i was a lot more vocal about about my area i had, <laughs> I, had I i you know we'd show up there and we knew mm-hmm. you, you just walked in there and you looked around it's like what the why why did you guys even show up? <laughs> <laughs> you're riding for second or third today yeah well that's the mentality you gotta have though like to be successful right you gotta show up and know that you're gonna do some damage and yeah. and that you get clearly had that to, to get the job done yeah, and it was yeah, that's that's part of part of bull riding. And that was another thing in early in my career, like before I started making the finals and stuff, it was trying trying to get that confidence and it's it's just like anything you do in life. You gotta you've gotta you've gotta believe in yourself and it took me a while and, and it took took being around the right guys and and getting on some bulls and riding some kind of name bulls that give you that confidence to carry on mm-hmm. and once once I got it, I, I I figured out where I needed to be in my head and, and, and I and I stayed that way. I was able to uh I was, I was able to harness that feeling, I guess you'd say. Mm-hmm. Whether it was at a big one, little one, didn't matter where I was at, I was able to uh bring it together and, and, and tried to be a 
I guess I was a pretty pretty darn consistent bull rider. There wasn't, I didn't win first a lot because I was so big, but they didn't buck me off very often. Mm-hmm. When you uh, talk about 2010 and and almost making the the NFR that kind of thing, do you think your focus was split up a bit too much instead of taking you know really going after the NFR, really going after the PBR? Like, was that probably part of the downfall in that year, not making the? Yeah, it definitely was. But I didn't care that year. It was just that was for whatever reason. It was just I was entering big events wherever I could win mm-hmm. the most money. And like I say, I went to some of Tough's deals and uh, went to Brazil with him that year. And and just anywhere that I could. It was every weekend. You're, I was it seemed like I was winning ten, twenty thousand every weekend because I wasn't entered. I wasn't making eighty-eight point <laughs> rides at yeah. Coronation, Alberta. I shouldn't. Yeah. I shouldn't pick on Coronation, but uh, <laughs> I wasn't making eighty-eight point rides for for seven hundred dollars sort of thing anytime i stayed on one it was for Big a money. lot of money and and hmm. it, it worked that year but like you say i should have focused i should have or could have focused on one or the other and, and uh with the amount of bulls that i rode i probably could have won a title or made the nfr which which was something i never did do and i wish i had a so is that the one big regret on your bull riding side of it was not making the NFR? Yeah, my big regret was uh, it took me too long to figure out that I couldn't couldn't beat them at the PBRs. Uh, I wasn't, I, you know, it was one of them deals where I could beat them on any given day, but I couldn't beat them guys consistently, and it took me a long time to figure that out. And it's a tough thing to say, you know, like you you think that you're really good, but then you get around them guys that are really good. Yeah, and, and yeah, they. I couldn't beat him every day, so it was. Then I decided I was going to try and make the go go PRC, and I just I didn't go hard enough. It was kind of near nearing the end of my career, you know. And yeah, that was that was one thing I wish I had a tried harder to do was. Make it's that. a hard hard conversation to have yourself though. Like at that point, where like you're a young guy, you're riding really good, and it's like well, you have that look in the mirror. It's like I'm, I'm maybe not quite as good as these guys. Yeah, I it mean, was it was a hard thing. It was a hard pill to swallow, but yeah, it was reality. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, most memorable ride on the on the on the bull riding side of things. Uh, without a doubt, plain and simple at Stavely in two thousand eight. Uh, Glenn Keeley or Pro Rodeo? Yep. Glenn, Glenn Keeley. Keeley. Yep. I don't know if I have a video of that anywhere, but I think I saw it one time through like somebody's shitty phone video from yep. a long time ago. Yeah, and it was a it was a bad video of it. But I that bull that was uh, that bull was scary and. It was kind of a like it's a long story. I hope you guys have time for we it. Got, uh, we got heaps of time. We, All night, man. We'll get another that beer, spring, round of beers over that here. That spring, plain and sample showed up on the scene, and he was big, black, scary, shoot, fighting, mean in the arena, like, and then straight up and down, try to try to hit you in the teeth every jump, and he was scaring guys. And and I remember uh, the change room, the locker room. These guys were like scaring everybody. Like yeah, the guys that yeah. usually don't get rattled. Yeah, they and they were too. wanting to ban them. And I was like, "You guys need to quit. You need to man up a little bit." I was <laughs> like, "We finally get one here that's big and scary and bucks fucking hard, and you guys want to ban them." I was like, "You need to quit being such a bunch of pussies." And <laughs> I said it all year. Uh, those guys, those guys didn't want them around. And and we, I ended up drawing them at. In the short round at the Glen Keeley, and I remember looking around the change room. There was guys with that look on their face, like, "Yeah, there yeah, you, you go, fucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've been talking all year. Now it's no, no. Now it's your turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah your let's, turn. let's see what you got. Yeah. And there was, a, I know there was guys there hoping that, hoping that thing jerked me over his head and cow killed me. But I also remember Garth Oldfield. He come up to me, and, and Garth is one of my long, long time friends, super good guy. And he came up and he says. If it wasn't you, it was me, Tyler. We we're the only guys who wanted that bull. And he says, just go and stomp his ass. So 
um, yeah, I went out there and strapped my shit to him, and, and he went to bucking in the chute, and I mean, I just put the mash on him. I don't think anybody had ever treated him like that in there. He jumped out of there, and he did. He tried to he tried to bash me in the teeth every jump. Mm-hmm. I remember stepping off of him and being like, what and, 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 and yeah, and then I was the only guy to ever ride that bull, so it was, it, that was, that was kind of standout. I hope they gave you a 90, not an 89 and a half or something. <laughs> yeah, I think it was 91, I think, something like that. Which it's a cool feeling though, because like you got at that point you're putting your money where your mouth is, and you, and to get the job done, like that's a badass feeling to step off and be like, "Fuck you guys." Yeah, it, and it was. It, there was some guys that ate crow. They they came up like a guy like Jason Finkbeiner, who Jason and I were good friends, but him and I butted heads a lot too. Like we mm-hmm. argued about different things, and and he was one of the guys that he he uh, he came up and he said, "That's best ride I ever seen, Tyler." good job sort of thing and yeah and it was hard for him to say that <laughs> his tail between his legs yeah because we because we'd had arguments about him and and uh anyways that's that's how that was one of the one of the most memorable rides and then uh like biggest win as far as that one just a couple quick ones biggest win biggest win like single day win? aside from your canadian titles yeah aside from the canadian titles what would it be like most maybe most memorable win like what was one you wanted to win? Win in Cheyenne at, at uh, the tough, tough Steel was yeah. very cool. Uh, won a rifle and stuff, and, and that's a cool to prize. Do it, to do it at the at the Daddy was pretty neat. Yeah, that's so badass. That was a very cool win, and that was very uh, like last minute because weren't you like there and then you like convinced Ty you're like oh there's gonna be some advent- exemption for like Canadian champion and then you like didn't you like get in there some kind of those little suspect? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was. It was. Uh, I was traveling with. Uh, Wes Silcox and Steve Wolsey, and, and we were going down for the rodeo, and the bull riding was on. So I, was, I said to them guys, I was like, "What do you think? Do you think Tough would let me in?" And Wes just picks up his phone and calls Tough. Says, "Hey, there's a guy traveling with us. wants to wants to come to the bull ride. And this is their finals. Like this is the CPR <laughs> final. <laughs> Hadn't been to one. And uh, Tough goes, "Is he any good?" And uh, Wes goes, "Yeah, he's already won Canada a couple times, and he's he's or at that time I guess I'd won it once." And uh, he goes, yeah, shit, yeah, we'll put his name down. Unreal. <laughs> Showed up and, <laughs> and stole it. From took the their boys. money. Unreal. And then he, uh, yeah, and then he took me to Brazil with him on their team, and that was that was a blast. Not a lot of stories that I can tell. Uh, Are there any that you can tell? Well, tough as a wild man. That's <laughs> that's about all I can. When he, when we showed up there, he was uh, he was a god because he's the only non-Brazilian to ever win Barreiros. Oh, really? So wow. he was he was a god, but they couldn't get him out of there quick enough. He was. Yeah, we, we had a lot of fun. Well, let's remember just like some of your traveling partner stuff. You touched on a few guys you've traveled. Like, who are some of your favorite travel traveling partners throughout your career, and some like memorable stories from from that part of it? Well, I, 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 I don't know. I'm kind of putting me on the spot. <laughs> I haven't really thought about those stories for a long yeah. time. But like I say, I traveled with Chad Bezplug, and and we had a lot of fun. And then uh, the one year that. Chad and I and Tanner Byrne and Ty Posbon went. We that was the one year that I missed the Canadian finals. It was in 2012, and and we had a lot of fun. I had a terrible year, so mm-hmm. it wasn't as good for me. But boy, that, that was a good good set of guys good to travel time, yeah. with. That was. Would that have been the year that Helen Hooves was following you guys around? Yeah, I think they followed us. I think they did four seasons or maybe yeah. even five seasons. Yeah. Boy, you want to talk about a pain in the ass? That was that was one thing that turned me off of people and. I worked hard through my career to to get sponsors and endorsements and yep. stuff like that. But having that camera crew following you around twenty four seven, that was draining to yeah. try. And yeah, you can you couldn't uh, 
You couldn't go anywhere without them <laughs> watching you, shadowing eh? you. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, uh, I got a couple rides I found on Pro Bowl stats. Unabomber ninety-one and a half in uh, Saskatoon in twenty eleven. That was to clinch the title for the PBR Canada. I just want to see what your memory of that ride is. Well, that was kind of the same deal as Spoonful of Sugar. I had Unabomber, and I believe he won Bull of the Year that year. Probably, and confirmed. I, I had him in the short round. And he was a good bull. Um, you couldn't stub your toe, he'd buck you off, but he was a good one to have. And, and I remember I had Sean Willingham on the back of my shoots with me, and, and Sean was a cool guy. He, he uh, I, I don't know why you remember things like that, but I remember Sean was on the back of my shoot and Panky and a couple of my good buddies. And, and, uh, and yeah, I rode that bull. I remember he had me tipped. I guess he's, he was spinning to the right to start with, and he had me tipped so far out, and I just completely cut loose and shuffled back over there i don't know like I, was, I felt like i was halfway down the side of him and hmm. shuffled back over there and, and then rode him pretty easy after that but that was a he was a pretty cool bull what about deja vu and Lashburn in 2010 oh god i was scared <laughs> <laughs> and this is todd's deja vu right yeah so little red bull with big horns meaner than identical hell. to gunpowder and lead Wasn't yeah. weren't they full brothers or something yeah something like that or yeah. yeah i can't remember if they were cloned or or AI Might be cloned, yeah. embryos or what, whatever it was. Embryo calves. I think I remember Todd saying they were embryo calves. Yeah. He was scary. I remember getting him in the short round and everybody was like, well. I nice said, knowing you. Yeah. I was, <laughs> <laughs> was kind of like, so, somebody said to ask me what I thought of it. And I was like, I'm not too worried about the ride. And it's the getting off on that thing. Because he <laughs> yeah. was real welly. And uh, I got off bad just as a just as a general rule <laughs> there's a lot of you to get off of a bull yeah it's a, it's a, it's a lot I, of you I surface him. area i rode him and that thing spun he spun so freaking fast and then i just yeah pulled my hand out after the whistle jesus take the wheel ended up <laughs> going in the well underneath oh, no. him oh. i can't remember who was fighting bulls there but probably uh, northy and muley or something it like would have been good guys yeah yeah and uh yeah thank god for them because i I just I had to enter bull runs and rodeos for bullfighters because that's how bad I was at getting off. <laughs> <laughs> Would you have played in the golf tournament before the Glashburn bull riding that year? Too? Yeah, yeah. So you're probably feeling pretty okay. <laughs> uh, we played that. A couple, we played that a few times. It's a good time. So it's like you, you're feeling all right heading into the event that yeah. night. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned you mentioned Ty Pazabon. I want to talk about Ty for a little bit. I just want to let you go, kind of where where you think first with Ty. Well, Ty kind of ripped our guts out. You know, uh, he was, he was, uh, everybody knows how good he was at riding bulls. And such a good guy. Um, no, I don't, I, I've kind of stayed away from all of the, I've kind of stayed away from all the fundraisers and stuff like that just because it was, it's hard on me. And, and, uh, I don't know if that's the right thing. I guess everybody deals with things differently, but I've just kind of, uh, I've kind of stayed away from, all of that stuff, and and I, I don't know really what to tell you. Love love the guy, and he, he tore our hearts out. Um, he spent a lot of time at your house. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he lived there for a couple, for a summer, or about a year really. I guess he was in and out. Uh, lots lots of fun. He was. I'll I'll tell you a funny story about him. So we're we're going to look at some horses, and I've got my buddy Kyle Wilson with me, and he's a he's a real good horseman. And him and I were going to look at a set of horses, and Posse was with us. We're going to Innisfail to can't remember if it was the cpra rodeo or a bull riding or what it was we go to look at these horses and we're in this field and there's all these horses standing around and posi he doesn't know anything about horses <laughs> <laughs> but he's going so you guys which which and he's trying to be sneaky and whispering he's like so which one do you guys like and both kyle had kind of 
Kyle and I both, there's one there that was kind of shiny, and we said that one there. And Posse, he goes over to it, and he goes, he's looking, and he goes, yeah, I like this horse too. And these people are standing there, and we're kind of trying not to, like, rule in horse buying is don't tell don't them how much handy. you like <laughs> them. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, he goes over there, yeah, I like him too. And he goes, I'll, what's this, what's this horse's name? And he goes, it doesn't have one. His name's Hippie. I'll take him. How much do you want? <laughs> Kyle, <laughs> Kyle just put her heads down. And her head. <laughs> like you're the never coming horse buying with us again. Positive. So then he goes, "Well, if I win the if I win this bull ride tonight, I'm buying them for sure." And I can't remember how much money they wanted for him, but sure enough, we go to the bull ride and, and he wins. And he wins. And yeah. uh, we're on the way home, and he's wanting to stop and get that horse. I was like, "No, I'm not letting you buy that goddamn horse because I know exactly what's going to happen." You're, he was full-blown rodeo and bull riding at that time. So I said, you're going to take him back to my house. I'm going to have to do the ride now. I'm going to have to house <laughs> him. I'm going to have to feed him. And you're going to just forget about him until who God knows who or yeah. when you show back up here. I said, no, you're not. It was just like it was just like taking candy from your kid. Oh, wow. <laughs> Poor Posy. So did you guys ever go back and buy that horse? Or was, did no, he wreck the didn't, deal? No, didn't buy it. No, he wrecked, he wrecked it. it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so yeah, funny. What? Those people knew how bad he wanted them, and they they did exactly what I do when I'm selling horses. And when they asked me to bull ride, yeah. they priced them through the roof, and Posse's just like, yeah, I'll take them. How much do you want? <laughs> and that's, like an extra couple, couple grand on How much do you yeah. want? <laughs> 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 it wasn't, wasn't Ty at your place really close to the, like, close to the end of, of when he passed away? Yeah, yeah. So it would have been. Like six t- the summer of sixteen and into the fall kind of thing like yeah yeah and he was he was having you know he was having his head troubles and stuff like that and uh yeah he was he was he was in and out of there I I don't know I, yeah he the kids loved him and stuff and like I say I I uh, yeah he he just kind of tore tore our hearts out ripped our guts out that that deal there. Love the people, love his parents, and and we don't talk to them near enough anymore. But uh, yeah, kind of try, try to move on anyway. Mm. Did he uh, when he was there though? Um, you said he kind of had some trouble with his head. Like, could you see what was happening? Or like, well, none of us knew what was going on. We all knew he wasn't a hundred percent. I guess, especially after the re- the one of the wrecks in like fifteen and Saskatoon. There really kind of that one really threw him for a loop as far as his head went. And it, yeah. Like, I just don't know. Like, I feel like I wasn't around him enough yeah. the last couple last couple of years. Like, he, he, things definitely changed a little bit, but I just don't know how to explain it. Yeah, and I don't. I'm I'm a I'm a bad guy because I don't notice things, and I'm and I'm not a person that. Uh, I don't. I don't. I I never really had head trouble, you know, and I never had uh, mental. I was. Uh, I don't know what the words are, but. I I don't really buy into this 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 is gonna sound bad. Uh, I don't really buy into all the concussion stuff. I I, I think there is more that went on uh, with him and and other guys. I, I I just I think that we're in a sport. We know it's contact sport. You're gonna take hits to the head. I'm I'm kind of the opposite of a lot of people, and and I don't I I've never spoke out about this. I uh, I just keep it to myself because it's people don't want to hear it this day and age. But at one point or another, we're gonna have to tell people to man up again. You know, like we're yeah. we're letting people get too <laughs> fucking soft. It's yeah, people need to man up a little bit and and quit whining and pouting and get busy. And and if you're if you're not feeling good and you're hurting, you need to you need to do something to 
take your mind off it. Don't just don't just yeah. sit around and pout. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't buy into all of the all of the mental health, mental wellness, all of that stuff. I, I, uh, I'm I'm kind of that old school, I guess, in that way. Well, it's, and it, it sounds bad, and I, and I and I don't. And that's why I don't really talk about it because people don't really like it. But I uh, don't totally disagree though, because we can all we we can all decide how we feel, and and some of it's going a little too far the one way, like you're saying. We all got to man up, like we you know we decide how we feel, and I mean we can be depressed and we can have things, but we got to like decide take a, like take, hey, gotta take action at some yeah, point. Yeah, hey, right? like There's I want to feel better. I got to do something about this, or like yeah. I got to like fuck me, like 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 I I would have to be like quite often where I've got to fucking go get on the exercise bike downstairs because i know that getting up and getting off my ass and like fucking doing something makes me feel a lot fucking better yeah, yeah. so and i know that but sometimes i get lazy and i don't want to do it yeah right like there's those things that like i could say oh i'm you know i am depressed but i can just go and fucking change my it's, it's, it's go like play like hockey go do something with my friends yeah, go get busy right like do something like the, the less busy i am the, the more yeah. depressed i get so like i can do something about that it's not an external thing. That's an internal thing that I can change. Yeah. So I like, I'm not totally, I don't totally disagree with you on that. Like I, I'm with yeah. you. Like I say, I'm a little old school and, and I just, I don't buy into it. I, I'm, I'm more of the men or men, act, man up, get after it, get busy. Um, and like I say, these contact sports, like they've taken all of, they've taken everything that I love about hockey out of the game with with their concussion protocol and all of that stuff because I loved hard hits and I loved mm-hmm. fighting and and uh, all all of that good stuff that that I love they've taken out of the game because they don't want to hurt their stars and I understand that they want to keep them healthy but there's somebody else that wants to take that guy's spot mm-hmm. yeah. you know you're getting paid to play a game and and hard hitting is is part of it in my opinion and if you can't take it, then then you go home and get a real job. There's the, the shitty thing with hockey has been like there's no consequence if you dirty shot anybody, right? Like like if you like if I if I go and el- elbow Ted in the head and send him out of the game and he's the other team's best player, like I I get suspended for two games. That's it. Like I don't have to fight the toughest player on the team or whatever. Yeah. Like, there's no like and that. And there is some too. Like there are some people that have a chemical imbalance in their brains that makes them certain ways. Like there is. I, I'm not disagreeing with some of that, and I, and I don't I don't disagree with. With, uh, you know, with parts of it, I, I'm just saying I don't totally disagree with you. I think that we can yeah. change. And I don't feel. get me wrong. I know yeah. there's people that are that are battling with it, but I just oh, think yeah. I yeah. just think we're compounding the problem by making it easy for people to to make an excuse and cop yeah. out and and you know, that's that's just my opinion, I guess. <laughs> oh, all good. Wacy, what'd you have? I was just my comment about the hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else bull riding wise we need to get into? Uh, rankest bull, like the okay. biggest time, like time where you did you think you're in over your head, or you drew one that just completely fucking kicked your ass, or there's got to be somewhere. So one, there was one I saw here on. So I remember getting on a uh, chicken on a chain. What about that one? Yeah, he he's not really one that sticks out because he he was when I got Big on him long, the first eh? the first time that I got on him I got on him two days in a row. In and, Vegas, uh, yeah, and <laughs> and the first time I was expecting a lot more bull, and and really? I just got leaning out of the over the front of him, and he kind of hit me in the face mask, bucked me off, and I was just I hit the ground, and I was like, oh man, I hope I get to get on him again because I totally day? overestimated him, and oh, uh, and then I got on the next day, and, and I rode him right until he threw his tail in there and ran off, <laughs> and just kind of <laughs> squirted me off the side, but uh, uh, one of the bulls that really stood out was. Uh, was getting on a little yellow jacket. And that was oh. that was a when career defining kind of a moment because I got on him in Cheyenne the first year I went down there, I believe. 
And it was uh, short round, and I was tied with Adriano Marias, and I got back on Ryder's score. And this, this hype, because that was when Little Yellow Jacket was in his terror. Mm-hmm. And uh, the hype was Adriano getting on Little Yellow Jacket, and, and I mean the buzz around the place was just huge. And then, and then I ended up getting him on Rider Score, so it was just like just this lull. <laughs> <laughs> who, who is this guy from Canada that's got him? And I'll never forget it because I I got up on the shoots there, and Adriano come along to help me, and he says, "Hey kid, you just stick your chest out and go left, because if he goes right, you can't ride him." And I was just like. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> so that's what I did. I sat up, and I mean, I stuck my chest out and went left, and, and that was another one that, man, I rode that thing so easy for seven and a half seconds, and right at seven seconds, I kind of go like, I'm, I'm about to him. ride, and I mean, just that quick whack underneath. Oh, oh no. And, uh, but it was it was one of them deals where it was like, you had him, you yeah. know? You just yeah. get on the best bull in the world and had him knocked out easy, and, and you did screw it up, but uh, that, was, that was huge going forward. But then I just going back to what you asked about a bull handing me my ass that <laughs> next week i came home and i got on one of ellie's scory bulls called uh scarecrow oh really and that was that bull when he first came around was super bucky mm-hmm. and i mean he i just got on a little yellow jacket and almost rode him and i was like this thing doesn't stand a chance and i mean that thing bad baby spanked me hit me in the chin <laughs> hit me in the bottom of the chin knocked me out i guess i i was asleep obviously but uh, that bull ran me over three times in the arena, left, oh, came back, fuck. ran me over again. <laughs> and uh, I finally woke up, and I didn't realize I was knocked out. And <laughs> oh, yeah, no. It was, it was a doozy. He, he did bad baby me. What about, what about Coach Heath? Oh, yeah, I, got on th- I, I forgot all about that. I got on him down in Fort Worth or something, didn't yeah. I? Yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good bull. I didn't know anything about him, and but at that time he was uh, he was one of the one of the powerhouses mm-hmm. down there. And oh, um, one uh, quick stat for the people: Tyler Thompson was bucked off a of moccasin bead in Medicine Hat in July of two thousand nine. For those oh, who don't know, that's Teddy's famous fame: <laughs> ninety one and a half. Unreal. Talk about some knots. Um, I wanted to ask about some of the guys that you've been around over the years that kind of had the potential to be holy shit be I all there and how about speed dial in pinoka for a 48, 48 point bull score must have been a short round i got on speed dial in pinoka apparently allegedly might have been a miss uh. miss judge on this and oh no yeah i don't remember ever bucking off that bull but okay damn big score on that have to, we'd score. have to ask tanner girlitz he would know yeah should we phone a friend oh nine tanner would know Mox and B, that's that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> you also turned him out the next year, but I think you must have been uh, battling an injury or something that next that next time around. Yeah, I get I I I'm funny because I couldn't remember. I've got the worst memory ever. I remember getting on a bull one week and then having him the next week, and I'd be like, Tanner, what's this thing I got? Well, Tyler, you got on him last week. Well, I was like, did <laughs> did I ride him? <laughs> nope. Well, well, well that's probably why I don't remember him. Sorry, I cut you off. Waste. No, it's all, good, it's all good. It's Go all ahead. good. Um, yeah, Again. I just want to ask like some of the guys you've been around over the years that kind of were on the cusp of like taking it to that next level, or kind of like under, or maybe even like an underrated person that you've been around throughout your career. Yeah, I I don't know. That's a I'd have to think about that one. I, there's lots of guys you see it you see it, see it every day. Guys that uh, have have lots of talent, but 
it's uh, it's just like anything in sports. To take it to that next level, you've got to have it. It's so simple, but then it's so hard. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. it's you talk about the best hockey players, best baseball players, basketball players, getting to that next level, they're only a little bit better. And whatever gives them that edge, you, you've got to find it. And uh, yeah. there, there are plenty of guys that have the talent, but whether they want to know the, the grindstone and, yeah. and put the work in to get to that level. And, and then even some of the guys that do try that hard, they just mentally never get it put together completely. Or even consistency. I know for myself, I said on a couple times, but it was consistency and getting myself in that right mindset where yep. you said you figured it out further on in your career. And I like I never went past like I rode. I was 20 the year that I stayed on moccasin bead. And I, like I never had a real full season after that. Like I never really went at it. I kind of broke an egg when I shit my pants in Claris home that time. And <laughs> <laughs> never really, I never really got over that in my shoulder. Like I just I never got it out of my mind. and I just couldn't do it anymore. Yep. And then started the website stuff and I just never went back to it. Like I always kind of thought like oh i'll do this for a while and maybe go back and you know give it a full go but like i i would have liked to try and go again but i just never yeah. like i i got i got broke like a few guys probably you probably seen that happen to numerous guys throughout your career yeah bo MacArthur was absolutely outstanding and he was world world class and he got yeah he got jerked down on sh- uh, shivers and shakes and oh, shiver really? and shake and Sixes. tabor one year, and that was the end of Bo MacArthur. It, wow. it uh, cracked his, like, he, he got hurt. He, it jerked him down and hurt him pretty bad, and, and Bo was never the same again. And uh, he, uh, up to that point in his career, he was unstoppable. Wow. Like, little wee guy that looked so good, kind of like a Brian Canner, you know. Um, yeah, that, you, you see it happen. That's for sure. Um, I want to move into some of the, the bull raising part of stuff. You've oh, raised shit, some, yeah. you've raised some wow. awesome... Before we get that, okay. uh, traveling stories, the 88 points and the steak dinner. What Did you guys make that up You between you and Max and some of those guys or Ty, yeah, I don't know. Elliot, or where did that come I from? I don't know exactly where that started, but, yeah, our crew, we always had a 88 points or higher, and you had to buy the truck dinner. And, and uh, yeah, Ty Elliott was famous for being 87 and a half. I bet you <laughs> he was, bet you was 87 and a half 100 times. But yeah, that was always something something fun. We we also had the the Sorry Sea Award yeah. for, for the guy that sucked the worst. So and, and they that, was that buy, just they had to buy beer. Was that just at the CFR? Well, it, we kind of carried it on through the year at certain times too. Like if somebody just flat ass sucked, it was like, hey, you're Beers. you're buying beer. <laughs> that, that was pathetic. <laughs> Get in who, there, Max. Who had to buy there buy that award the most? Max. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Oh, geez, I want to say something about the CFR and that award, but I don't know where, where I'd go with it. So go ahead. Let's go on to the bull sideways. Yeah, no, I got kind of – I guess I have, like, one thing. No, I think I'm blanking now on it. Oh, it's like, like how much how much of that part of the, like, bull riding part of it do you miss, like, the traveling around with the guys? And, and like, how helping of a part did that play in your – even in your, your success that you had throughout your career? Yeah, you know, like I say, when I when I did quit, it was time. I, I was yeah. I was over it. But uh, – I miss the guys for a little bit, but it, it, as you guys know, in the bull riding world, the turnover is so quick. Like I'm going to them things and roping bulls, and within the first two years, I'd know like three of the guys that are getting yeah. on. So I, I wasn't missing it that much. I I really do miss my good friends. Like I I just touched on Steve and Wes a little bit. I haven't seen them guys. I talked to Steve just the other day and Bo Hill and mm-hmm. and guys that I traveled with uh, Zach Oaks and 
real good friends that I had down south, and you just never get to see them just just because it's uh, distance. Yeah, really. Yeah, and, and nothing. Guy doesn't really other than hunting and stuff. We don't have a lot in common outside of outside of bull riding, and that's mm-hmm. just kind of part of it. Once you once you quit, you move on to different things, and them guys will always be lifelong friends. And, and I know that. Like a guy like Bo Hill, you could call him right now and say, "Hey, man, I need you here tomorrow," and and he'd, he'd be, be here, there. You know? Yeah. Um. Okay. Cool. Well, jumping into the bull riding or the bull raising side of things, like you've raised some amazing bucking bulls over the years, and kind of like, how did you? When did that become part of the picture, um, of your like kind of like life? I guess. Well, it was uh, <laughs> it was one of those things. Uh, I really, I really liked. I really like training. Like I, the horses now and the bulls then, uh, dogs. I I really like to train, and that was one of the things that I like to do is to train the bucking bulls and, and work with the bucking bulls at home. And and uh, just just as soon as I quit riding, I just lost. It's one of those things. It's like a lot of things in our world. If you don't love it, if you don't love it, you might as well get out of it because you're not making any money at yep. it. Uh, we sold some good bulls for lots of money down south. Like uh, Seven Dust, he ended up like third or fourth in the world that one year, and and we sold him for quite a bit of money, and we we're pretty proud of him. Um, so we Did had some success, and I think as far as consistency, I think we were putting out as many good ones as anybody. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just kind of once I quit riding, I, the passion for it just fizzled and. And I couldn't, honestly, couldn't get rid of them quick enough. Once I started <laughs> filling my place up with horses, that that was yeah. the first thing that had to go. So you're you probably have no horses get out ever after having bullpens in the yard. No, nothing. Nothing. Yeah, it's yeah. Good. <laughs> the Zero horse escapes. Yeah. Yeah, I got ah. the best facility for beef cows <laughs> in the country. <laughs> the uh, on the bull side of things, um, seven dust. You sold. Did you guys sell? Was so? Did tell me how it went. Did did Bruce have? part ownership in that bull at all or did you like how did that work did you so sell that was seven, or what was the story yeah so it was uh i would raise them and then i would sell them to bruce for i can't remember like what it was point, yeah it was right? a flat rate and yeah. and that bought half interest he, he'd oh. buy half interest and then he would pack them and, and use them and show them and yeah. yeah and use them um they would stay at his place but uh i i I kept them for the first three years till they were big enough to go, and then okay. and then he took them, and we just sh- partnered on them. Hardest thing about Bruce was Bruce has got lots of money. He's got lots of oil wells on his place. He's got lots of money. He's, uh, and so once he did have one that bucked pretty hard, he he was Want hard to, to get em. to sell them. Yeah. yeah. And so there's a few few other bulls like Pop Evil. We could have sold him numerous times and didn't get him sold because Bruce was in Pop love Evil. with him. And so, yeah. So that that deal it it worked okay, but. Uh, it it worked better with Nansen after because Nansen was Nansen's in the business of shuffling bulls and, and trading yeah. bulls, so it uh, we got a lot more bulls sold and and. So that. did you sell Seven Dust with through Nansen somehow, or is that no? That one was through. That was with that Bruce. Was Bruce. Yeah. But Bruce decided he wanted to sell one. Yeah, well, we got offered so much money he couldn't. Oh, I was couldn't like, deny it. Okay, we we have to sell. <laughs> this. I well, need this money, Bruce. I know that. <laughs> yeah. I know no, that you I don't, think, but I do. I think at the time it was a hundred thousand, <laughs> and I was shit. like, I know that a hundred thousand is fuck all to you, Bruce, but I need that money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. So uh, so Seven Dust was a huge deal, and he went down. Was there for a long time. He was good in the for a long time. Yeah, yeah. one of the best ever from Canada. Yeah. Like as far as the bull of the year standings yeah. go, like nobody's been. I don't know if anybody's been that high ever. Like that was him and uh, him and Sheep Creek went down at the same time. Yeah, and and, and were they both sold through the Bruce the deal with Bruce then? Yeah, but Sheep Creek went kind of 
later on in his career? Because he went to the NFR. No, they both work? went at the same time. Same they, time. Yeah, oh, they okay. both went at the same time. Okay. But uh, Sheep Creek didn't last as long because he was okay. real bad in the shoot, like leaning oh, okay. and uh, he never was as good as the Black Bull. But he okay. was he was a little more showy to start with. Everybody liked him a little more. And he was the wasn't he the first bull from Canada to be at the NFR PBR finals and CFR in the same year for like the first wasn't it the first time in a long time that yeah, yeah. it was quite a while yeah like since after well not after Blaster but like somebody in like Assassin yeah, or something I think it was after Blaster actually you think so yeah or it might have been even Outlaw or somebody I thought it was something like that where there was I'd have to go back and look I remember the writing trifecta. about it but I forgot yeah but it was a it was a long time since it had happened but Seven Dust just didn't go to the rodeos like like uh, Sheep Creek. Well, had. we couldn't have sold that bull any sooner because that year he went to the CFR. It was kind of the same as uh, plain and simple. Them guys were getting scared of him and they didn't want no part of him. And he would he would have started getting turned out up here, and he'd have just he'd have just went back to pasture, and we wouldn't have got anything for him. So we <laughs> yeah. couldn't have sold him any sooner. Um, was the was that the year that he knocked out Ben uh, Jones at the World Finals, or was that after the fact? Was that the next year? I think. Uh, I shouldn't ask you these memory questions. Yeah, <laughs> I honestly, I honestly uh, can't remember what year that was, but I okay. do remember. I do remember that he knocked the crap reaction. out of old yeah. Ben Jones. Mm. So he was a, he was a bad dude there for a long time. That that oh, seven yeah. dust. He, he was awesome. He was mean. Yeah, he was mean, a mean yeah. bastard. Sorry, go ahead, waste. No, I know you're good, man. You're Carlisle good. blood. Carlisle blood. Yeah. So talk about that a little bit. I don't know if you ever ever had anybody on the show really talk about the Don Carlisle stuff. Or whole I guess of. yeah. No, Don, give us a little Don, history on that. Yeah, Don Carlisle raised bulls for Gurlis's forever, and super, like super promised good land. Um, what else? There was a few, like a few back everything. in the day. Everything. But everything. Like, so what is everything though? Because like, some of the guys, some people well, listen wouldn't know. I can't remember. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Got me. But everything of Gurlis's is that uh, almost everything that uh, they ever won any like they walk on right. Yeah, walk on would have been one of Don's and. Um, Millennium wasn't that one. Millennium would have been his. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. Think some more. But Don, I went to his place when I first got into the buck and cow thing. I called him up and he says, "Yeah, I got some heifers for sale." Where was he from? He's up in Black Falls. Really? Just just north of Red Deer there. Okay. So I went up there and I and I started looking through them. I said, "You know what? I'm not. I'm. I don't want to buy. I don't want you to sort through them or anything." I said, "I'm just going to buy the whole package and." Then I then I know that you're not keeping some of the good ones and, and this <laughs> and that. So I just bought all of the heifers, and I think I bought all his heifers for three years. Oh wow! And Which I bought everything. Which is probably a big commitment. Like, would have that been like twenty thousand a year or fifty thousand a year? Like, probably quite. I a can't bit remember money, right? how much money it was, but it was we we bought 150 heifers from him, and oh, then we had shit. to buck everything. And he he had not kept very good records back in them days. It was kind of just getting no the bloodlines and all that was just kind of getting going. So he didn't really keep much record. So we bucked everything just to try and you had to sort th- sort through them somehow. So we bucked everything, kept the very best heifers, and, and whittled it back down to about 40 or 50 head, hmm. maybe less, after we got them all bucked and then uh, and then You started kept the ones that again. bucked out of the heifers? Yep. Okay. And then and then started building the cow herd from there. So, um, yeah, it was all Don Carlisle bloodlines to start with, hmm. and then I, started, then I started breeding to outcrosses and different bulls and this and that. So. Oh, wow. I remember I got on a bull of yours at the Longview Rodeo. It would have been 2014. He's a, he's a big Bramer bastard, and he reared up in the chute, 
and then he, I nodded for him. He turned back and like kicked my ass so hard. <laughs> and then I went. I went the next spring. I went to a practice in Brooks, and Kyle brought him the, the same bullet time. I remembered exactly what he looked like. He was the same delivery. Would have been like probably the same shoot I got on him in Longview. And I rode that bastard, and I was so pumped. <laughs> but I had like one of the worst get-offs of my life. And he chased me halfway down the arena and almost ran me over. And mean sucker. On the way down, I told Wacy that <laughs> we should we should ask you what you thought of our bull riding careers, just as a little critique. You can be as you can be as honest as you want, but Wacy said you actually were a, like a I don't want to be big, mean, guys. Yeah, you can though because this is good <laughs> entertainment. It, well, we get the people going, but but Wacy said you were actually like a big mentor and like you guys hung out quite a bit. Wacy had talent. Time. He just uh, got just got hurt. Got right? hurt. Just got hurt. Yeah, yeah. yeah the last one was like well, there's, I guess a, there's damn sure some talent there, and we were trying to we were trying to get it all honed in but then but, uh, too many bumps in the head but it was like, like i was telling ted on the way down the, the year i won the cca finals like i was living in longview and kind of hanging around and, and you helped me a lot like just like the mentality part of it and like kind of going at it and you brought a couple you bought some bulls for me and, and wyatt lachlan at the time we were traveling together but they came like a couple weeks before we went to regina we went to claire's home because they didn't have the back pen set up for us but we had rented the arena but i think tyler brought like four bulls to town I to the two I got on were really good, and then the both both bulls I got on like I think I got rubbed up rubbed off on the end of the gate on one, and then the other one like posted me real bad. So I didn't even think I got like made it like two or three jumps on these two bulls. So I was heading into the like heading their giants like oh shit like this is gonna be a bad time, and, <laughs> and like I've been putting in work too like I've been like doing like stationary barrels like been working out like ready to go, but then I had this like terrible practice. And then, but anyways, I went into the weekend. I think I got the bat, all the bat out that night, that week before. But that's it was bull riding, man. Yeah, it was good. It was, I, was, I, was, I was thankful that we get like the, the, kind of the friendship we built there because I was able to. I sent you like I think every video like from that week, and you yep. kind of like, give us give us yeah, some tips and that. stuff. And yeah, it was awesome. It was it was a big help to. It was a nice thing about coming to Alberta. Was, like, you had access to more guys like guys like guys like you and, and Scott and those guys and Chad. You know, I grew up watching them on TV and. And being able to be on hell on hooves, yeah, on hell on, like, like legit, like that was what it was like growing <laughs> up. I'd watch watch them on hell on hooves, and and then you kind of move to Alberta, and you you make friends with them, and they, they make make made a big help. So it's, it's it's one of those things where you never expect that to happen, but well, cool. that's that's one thing that uh, like like as saying about training and stuff and it was the same thing with bull riders i loved i love and i still love motivating guys and trying to get them to that next because it's a it's it's a mental block most times like most guys that are talented they they've got it but you gotta you, you gotta get over yourself and and get in the right state of mind and i i love like i had a buddy of mine i, I kind of talked about him for a second there this kyle wilson he's a real good cowboy and he was at a futurity the other day and he just called me up he's like tyler I'm down here trying to beat Trevor Brazil and all of these world champion ropers. He's what like, kind I, of futurity was it? I need a pep talk. Talk. What kind of futurity was it? It was a rope horse futurity in Fort Oh, North. okay. And he was roping at yeah. this showing horses. Yeah. So so Kyle is down there and he's like, Tyler, I need I need I need some Tyler Thompson talk here. If you need <laughs> to, you need to give me a pep talk. And and Kyle, I sat there and talked to him and just just reassured him of where he was at and how good he was and and this and that and and off he went and he did pretty damn good. So, but I liked I I like that still like it getting in the change room or getting in the truck with guys that are young guys that are going and whether it's in the bronc riding or bull riding or or what it be, uh, just just to get in their heads and and kind of pump them up and and make them feel like they they can. They could fight King Kong and, and oh yeah, his ass, you know, which well, is which is cool. It's cool. It's cool to like, like go like and meet and like and like meet someone like you or Scott and like that you guys give a shit like what we're up to. Like, well, because you, I took, I jumped in with you and Ty and Max to go to Winnipeg one time. I remember made it a ways on a on a decent bull at the MTS Center. Like we went went over to that one, and then I remember coming back 
And I think I was supposed to drive. I was supposed to drive for a while. That was the deal, right? And then okay. we, uh, I fucking pulled up in Swift Current, and then uh, I <laughs> the truck was still running, and and I parked it at the like the shell on the north side of the road, <laughs> and when we I pulled over and passed out for a while because I was wiped out. Yeah. I was just so pumped to be along for the ride with you guys and like actually be accepted enough to get along get out, go in there. <laughs> yeah. And then I couldn't drive for shit, and we were like, I wanted to drove for an hour from like Regina to Swift. And then we pulled in there, and, and then Max came out of the camp. He's like, where the fuck are we? Why aren't we moving? And we were stuck in the parking lot in Swift and slept for like four or five hours. <laughs> and Ty was trying to get back for something, and Aww. it was a bit of a wreck. But, but it was cool to go, like, actually, you guys actually. Be around it. Yeah. yeah. And Max it? entered yeah. us that those couple of years. That I remember going with you guys a bit, but I just, it was right in there, like the nine ten kind of thing, yeah. and I just didn't get it together, but gave it a yeah. whirl. Well, it was the same thing for me. Every time I got to get in with my heroes, you yeah. know, it was uh, same same deal. It's you you know you got you've got heroes and then you and then you start riding against them and then you start beating them and then and they always stay heroes and mentors. But uh, that's just kind of the evolution of sport. Yeah. Well, it's, it's cool because I think I I rode with you to that practice night in Claire's home and on the way home because I was feeling pretty shitty about bucking off those two bulls so fast and I got the Tyler Thompson pep pep talk <laughs> and it was good. I was ready to roll. It was, it was I remember I remember texting you too after I'd won the won the finals. I was pretty proud of that too to show it so it's kind of well i always said shit you buck off half of them just don't yeah, worry about yeah. it like yeah. you're you're gonna have to string some together to win <laughs> win at the right places but you're gonna oh, yeah. buck off so get over it yeah. and get and get get back on it uh, no, that's that was the that was the thing about staying like i i never wanted i always kind of said that i wasn't a positive thinker i was a real thinker you know kept things very real and never let the highs get me too high or the lows too low mm. i was uh I know that everybody that has ever been around me knows that I've got a little bit of an air to me at times, especially as a bull rider. I think that's been toned down uh, in my new job because you're, it's, it's just kind of different. But I needed to get to that place in my bull riding career and get in my own head and be that guy because mm. that's, that's how I found, that's how I figured out how to win was I needed to. I needed to not only believe in myself, but I needed to know everybody else around <laughs> me knew that I believed in myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's what it takes, though. Like, that's what separates the guys who who are the champs versus the guys who kind of have can't quite get to that level. So, I'm um, heading to the CFR this year. Who's your prediction to be the 2021 champion bull rider and bronc rider and bareback rider? Since I guess you just follow that now. Yeah, I guess now. Just, now. Yeah, shit. Oh, don't put me in. Don't put me on the spot. Got to. <laughs> Do you want to see a list of I'll who's going? I'll uh, <laughs> I'll uh, I'll comment on the bull riding end of things because my buddy Jared Parsonage is due. I think uh, Dakota Butter will be hard to eat, hard to beat, but I think I don't think Jared's won one yet, has he? No, not in Canada. Yeah, so he's no, neither. No yeah. He's yeah. due. He's due. Our Bronc riders. I'm not going to pick one because that's just a crapshoot, basically. Well, that, not 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 a crapshoot. I've got my favorites, but. I just don't want to say my favorite because <laughs> I don't want to play favorites. <laughs> Those guys all voted for me to go <laughs> yeah, there. So, uh, That's a good point. I've got my favorites, but the, the bronc riding in Canada right now is so phenomenal. Like It's next level. Mm-hmm. All the guys we got going to the NFR yeah, and, then, yeah. and then just our, yeah, the Canadian they're yeah, they're next le- next level right now, led by Zeke, you know, like last yeah. two world titles and, and what he's accomplished. And... Uh, so uh, yeah, I, it's gonna be good. Yeah. It'll be good riding, and I, I don't. I'm not gonna say who I think will win it. <laughs> bareback riding, same thing. There's some awful good bareback riders. You can never, never count Jake Vold out. No, not, not yeah. when the tur- big, the bright lights turn on. And this is perfect year for him because he only had to go to four rodeos. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, tell me, uh, 
on on that side of, on the pickup man side of things though what uh what's next for you that way in canada in the u.s like what, what do you want to do in in that world I would like to take a run at the NFR, but I just don't think I can. It's uh, yeah. I got a family now, and and I've kind of had my time, you know. I I think it would be unfair to my wife and kids if I just struck Hit out the road, and, eh? and, and decided yeah. to go it's not try the life to make you want to live now, really, is right. it? Yeah, it's not. And it would be cool to go to, and that's that's what I kind of said when I first started is that I wanted to go to Vegas and pick up Bronx there. I never made it in the bull run, so I wanted to do it as a pickup man. But now, realistically thinking, I think it'll probably be a mostly Canadian thing. You know, if, yeah. if the right things happen and I did get to go to work for a company like Calgary Stampede at some point in time, uh, which, which would be fantastic. Few, you can few, go to a yeah. few of these Northwest rodeos and, and maybe get your foot in the door there. But uh, it's not it's not really on my... Not on the radar now. Not really on the radar right now. Okay. I was just curious, but then in in Canada it would be like a Calgary Stampede. Um, you're working for Wayne, so I don't know. But have you done Pinocchio yet? Or I haven't done Pinocchio, but yeah, nice. that, that, you'd like be, to do that one. Yeah, we'll get there next year. Hopefully, be back next year. Yeah, and then it'd be like uh, in Canada. What would else? What else would you want to get to? Is it is it like a? Those are kind of the big ones, really. Yeah, aren't those they? are the big ones. Pinocchio yeah. and Calgary. Uh, Got the CFR now. Don't know if I'll ever go to Calgary. That's. Uh, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe not, eh? I know Travis Erickson's kind of in line there. If and when, if and when Gary Ripple ever decides to hang <laughs> it up, <laughs> uh, I think that Travis is kind of in line there to go to work. And then do I don't you, know. Do you think Gary not getting the the vote to go to the Canadian Finals this year? Does that? How does that affect him? Well, I'm sure he's not happy about it. Yeah, Gary obviously. Takes, Gary yeah. takes that stuff personal. He's uh, yeah. he's still a competitor too, and he's still a very very handy man uh, at 70 years old, I believe, and he's still as good as anybody going. 100. Um, percent I don't know. I don't know if that's gonna if that's gonna uh, make any make his decision to retire. It's gonna have to happen eventually. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. He's he's still going strong. So. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah, we appreciate the time, man. It's been awesome. It's good to catch up. And the one question we ask all of our guests, what is your definition of cowboy shit? Cowboy shit. Uh, take a picture. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that. That's what to say. Is a t- a t- 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 <laughs> you say you're sitting right at the table here. <laughs> yeah. No, that's it. And that's it. Like, it's... it's I don't know. I'm trying to kind of going to start rambling on again, though. Let's go give her, it's, man. It's uh, something that... Bull riding or picking up, it's it's something you dive into and, and you give it everything you've gotten. And I was very happy to get the CFR this year. It was, uh, I don't want to say that I was surprised because, like I say, since I quit riding bulls, I have made everything in my life is is about that job you know like i got horses and i start training horses and i everything that everything that i do at home every single day is in effect making me a better cowboy mm-hmm. and a better pickup man mm-hmm. and, and uh that's it's it's kind of uh cliche to say but it's anything you really want anything you anything that you really desire you can go and get if you if you want to work hard enough yep. at it and and uh that's that's kind of that's kind of where we're at Thanks for works for me, yeah. Thanks for doing this, Tyler. Thanks for making it work. I know we're all got lots of shit on the go right now, but I appreciate you taking the time. It's been been great, man. It's been a fun one. I'm looking forward to people to hear it. Appreciate it. Good. We look forward to seeing you next week too. I guess, yeah. Shit, we see a lot of us. I'm excited too. Awesome. Okay, well, have a great week. Thanks Thanks for uh, doing this. Have a great CFR again, Tyler Thompson, 2021 
It's Canadian Finals Rodeo Pickup Man, November 3rd to 7th, PV Mart, Centrium, Red Deer, Alberta. See you there. Okay, yeah. thanks again. Part two. Oh, you're still going. No, we're back. <laughs> oh, we're back. Thanks again to our guest, Tyler Thompson, the one and only TNT. What a great interview. I don't care what Brett Manya says. He's the, the one and only TNT. The, the OG TNT. The OG TNT. The OG TNT. What's cool, man? Tyler Thompson. That was a fun interview, too, to do man, one in person awesome. again. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm digging these. I like it. It's way more fun to do it in person, that's for sure. Okay, um, part two. We the told shit you. show in Saskatoon. We told you that we had some shit go down. <laughs> I th okay, so Saskatoon ends. Like we said, Jordan Hansen's the champ. Uh, Cody Kovachuk showed up real big this weekend as well. Went three for three. Tim lips it. Kind of comes out of nowhere and rides three for three. Like, he hasn't really done that a whole some, lot. That uh, was some vintage Tim lips it. Yeah. So good to see Tim go three for three. A couple new guys, Dawson Shannon. Oh, and that probably would have got enough out. to get him to the finals. Yeah, 100%. There you, there you go. Shout out Dawson Shannon. Tyler Craig made a good bull ride. Tyler Craig. These kids, Dawson Shannon, Drayton Valley. Check that out. Mark it. Um, yeah. So, then, stuff starts to happen. We get every, we get out packed up from the show. We get uh, back to the hotel. And Brinson and I are planning on going out. Yeah, and, and I was you, uh, you I, probably, well, I was thinking I wasn't. Ted wasn't was wasn't gonna go. Going to. No. So then we wandered over to your guys' room. Yeah. You and Kobe are hanging out. Yeah, and I still don't have my jacket so on. And my and sandals. You, yeah, you were at a point where you like, we could all. tell you kind of wanted to go out still. Like, the vibe was there. You're putting out the vibe. Kinda. Still to go out. Yeah. But I like already had my boots off. Or did your boots? When off. the boots are already off, like. It's tough. Know, it's yeah, tough. it's tough to put them back on and go out. So we had a couple drinks in the room. Yeah, we did. Made her down to the Long Branch. We did go down. You I did didn't not put, put your my boots, boots back on. on. You're wearing no, flip flops. Yeah, I did you not. You can see the there's. Well, I guess you can't see it now, but there yeah, was a video evidence of you it. You may have seen. The video you may have seen some video evidence of it on our yeah. our Instagram. Flip flops, flip flops, and socks in the Long Branch. Kind of a risky move. It's a weird flex, but wouldn't yeah, would not. <laughs> what did what did you say, Brinson? That was my. I was dressing down for Halloween. That was my costume. Yeah. Uh, but would, cowboy but casual. Just for a recommendation of friends, like if it's a bar where you're not going to get like stuck with a sharp or you're not going to get like maybe you get Someone a glass step on your bottle feet or, or something. Yeah, the only person that stepped on my feet was Tanner Bernie, stepped on my one sandal. Like, didn't quite get my toe, so I dodged that one. <laughs> but uh, but right. yeah, so it was we get it, we not get bad. There. It was kind of sticky, though. It was weird. I was walking around, my feet were kind of sticking to the floor. Yeah, a little that's bit. weird. Those that's are going to need to it get washed. It is the long branch. It is the long yeah. branch. Fun times. Okay, so you walk in there and you run into an old friend of ours. Yeah, so episode 77, I think, Coulter Wall was in the friggin' bar in the Long flesh. Branch. He's like, in yeah, this fucking flesh. place gets me too, man. <laughs> <laughs> I go to Saskatoon and end up in Long Branch every damn time. Every damn time. So uh, it was cool. Yeah, it was cool like, to finally meet him well, and have some conversations. And yeah. But I walked up and I was like, are you who I think you are? Because he kind of like, looked a lot like him. And I didn't want to just go to a random guy and be like, are you Coulter Wall? And yeah. he's like, yeah, hey. And I, I don't I think I don't think he knew who I was off the bat. I was like, "Hey, I'm Ted." And he's like, yeah. "Oh." And then he and I think he knew me after that. Uh, and we cuz we had had him on the show before. And he we never seen us though cuz we did Yeah, we'd never met in person. Yeah. yeah. So, and it wasn't even on Zoom. So we, we like yeah, it was totally like, total phone call. So so yeah, uh <laughs> yeah, Coulter Wall in the freaking bar, like one of the biggest honestly one of the biggest country stars in Canada right. in the world. In the world. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. He he's can't even huge. like uh, Joe Rogan can't even get him on his podcast. He got him on our Here we are in the bar hanging out with him in Saskatoon. Just so in a, just in a selfie to old Joe Rogan. Yeah, we should have a eh, put on the gram on the on the Twitter or something. But anyways, 
So we get going, we get talking to him, and I made a fool of myself telling him about the NFR <laughs> for some reason. I felt like a dipshit. But we were, we were slinging we're Ryan, to, Ryan Cokes or Ryan Cokes. Yeah, so we were partying. Yeah. We just went, we just floored it. We went downstairs <laughs> and, and then we saw Colt Wall. Like, okay, we're gonna party. We're, now. we're going. Yeah, bull riders are all there. We're having a good time. It's Halloween night. Halloween night at the bar. Yeah, so it really, really went from zero to a hundred like pretty fast. Real fast. And uh, so yeah, we're talking to Colter, and then what else happened? Then we, uh, well, I think Wacy, I think this is your turn to fill everybody <laughs> in because you have a pretty good story. <laughs> That uh, you were telling Colter, so my, uh, you can leave all the names in the no, no address. So I won't be, won't be stop sign as detailed. But um, yeah. anyways, take so your time. Yeah. Drive safely here. I uh, so back a few months ago, I had a, a soiree with a nice gal uh, that we'd met on a certain dating site. So we went out to went out for some drinks, uh, checked yep. it out. Then lo- we end up back at my place for a little nightcap. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm telling I'm telling the story to Colter Wall. I'm like, dude, I, you got to hear the story. Yeah, so. Whatever, we'll have a couple of drinks and we, we indulge in some of the electric lettuce. <laughs> and Ed, an uh, edible form of electric edible lettuce. Form, yeah. an, an edible form. We're feeling pretty good at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so she, then she notices my record state, my record, my, rec- my turntable. She's like, oh, I love vinyl. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, like throw a record on, like whatever, like it's cool. So lo and behold, she grabs Coulter Wall's Western Swings and Waltz's yeah. record out off yeah. the shelf, which is great. One of my favorite ones. I play it all the time. Um, so whatever, we, uh, we get to fornicating. Right to the point. <laughs> we get to fornicating on the couch, as as you do when you're young. And then well, you just moved into your apartment, so I was you're just, trying was, to like break the place in. Yeah, get to break the place yeah. in. It's it was a good time. Like we both had fun. Um, but anyway, like during during said fornication session, I noticed that Big Iron's playing, <laughs> well, which is which is one of my favorite songs off that record. Um, Remake of the Marty Robbins. Remake of the Marty Robbins Big Iron. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, I remember this like kind of ha- like midway through the whole deal, I was just like. Damn, like Big Iron, like this is such a good song, and, I'm, and then I'm like, oh, I'm doing this to Big Iron. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I, like I told, like I told Coulter and you, I was giving her my little iron while listening to Big Iron. <laughs> so that was one of the guys' cool moment. <laughs> Being able to share that story with Coulter Wall was pretty sweet. Oh, that is awful. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so then, so then we're partying there, and and uh, oh, right. we all ended up like super late. Yeah, we, nah, we they didn't throw us out of there until like three, I think they made us or two or they yeah, well like consumption till three, so yeah. we weren't breaking any rules. Yeah. But anyways, we were uh, we go back upstairs and Wacy's pinned like I'm blacked he's out. He's blacked out. I probably drank like twelve rum and cokes. At and he's brand. tired. And he's uh, we're all in the room. There's like four of us. There's like mind Kobe. you, too, I was up till like three in the morning the night before. That's as well. right. You floored it two nights in a row. So so Wacy uh, passes out on the bed. He's got his still has got his boots on. And his Never feet. Never out with your boots on, yeah, folks. Yeah, and his feet are on the floor. Like, his feet are still on the floor, but he's passed out, laid back on the bed, snoring. So <laughs> I get the idea, and I was I was pretty full, too. And we, uh, I thought it'd be funny to pour water on Wacy's crotch, so when he woke up in the morning, he would think he pissed his pants. It wasn't funny, but... <laughs> so from so, my, from my, so side, Brinson, of the story, my so side of the story, <laughs> I'll let Brinson jump in. But, but the crazy thing was you, you sat up. And you like we thought you woke up, so I was like, oh, oh no, busted! No. I thought I thought Dude, you I don't woke remember, up. I don't remember. So it then at all, I was man. I was just like I didn't want to wake up the sleepwalking guy. He woke up. You kind of frightened. Yeah, walked but to didn't the do door. Anything. Yeah. Everybody else leaves. Just leave me and Wace. Wace literally just crawls right back into bed, <laughs> pants, shirt. Maybe I think he might have kicked his boots off by then. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and and just rolls off there. I'm pretty sure still cowboy shit hat on. No, Probably. he didn't have a hat on. He didn't had a cowboy hat, hat on. on. No, no hat. He was just no no blankets, just tucked himself right there, just uh, 
giving himself a big hug. I don't remember anything. And yeah, then here about three, four hours later, I kind of roll over there and look. And <laughs> Well, he's now up underneath the covers, tucked in there. And I'm like, oh, man, he's probably got up, realized he has wet pants, you know, changed and stuff like that. And maybe even, you know, went to the bathroom and stuff like that and then came back. Well, no. Ted texted me at 930 and said, hey, you want to get going? I woke up Wacy. He's still in wet jeans. <laughs> Okay, and but, but, so look, wait, though, but this wait. is the best part. The best part is no. Before you say, before you say, I gotta tell from my POV. So I'm fucking, I'm sleeping, and I wake up like in the middle of the morning, and like I didn't notice that my pants were wet when I was under on top of the covers. So I got up and must have like went back under them. But then when you woke me up, when you woke me up to get going, I like I could feel like my the front of my pants were all wet. I was like, fuck no, <laughs> I got pee pants drunk. <laughs> but but you didn't tell me. That was the whole deal. I was embarrassed. You, you just, I thought I pissed myself. You just, you just kind of nonchalantly just kind of tucked those jeans over there in the corner. And <laughs> <laughs> and then I mentioned something about the water, and you went, wait, what water? Yeah. Cause wait, was- Ted poured water on me? <laughs> oh, that's why my <laughs> pants are wet. So, yeah. Oh, jeez. I, like, I legit woke up and thought I'd pissed myself. But I, like, <laughs> felt around the bed. I was like, okay, the bed's not wet. So, like, what? Something I'm like, laying on my back? Or, like, what the <laughs> fuck's going on here? Just water followed it. And then yeah, I wasn't too embarrassed to say anything about it. And Branson, like, piped out. And I'm like, oh, fuck you, Ted. I was fuming. It was so That funny. was a good prank. Oh, man. Oh, I mean, man. I'm not much of a prankster, but that one worked out pretty well. For you. <laughs> That's how that's what it's supposed to do. <laughs> Oh, oh shit! So that so then that kind of starts off of our our day heading <laughs> yeah. home. So yeah, Sunday morning. Yeah, we get out of there about ten. Ten o'clock. Yeah, yeah, ten o'clock. Ooh, too bad. So we're driving. We're, I think we're just outside of Rosetown. I think it is. Rosetown. It was Hannah. No, no, no. Rosetown. No, no, no. Oh, no. Rosetown. Yeah. No, we, there's, you can't and we the pass one. the and we pass. Uh, we see a wild, wild hog truck. truck. Right. And I'm driving and I'm like, Brinson, you got to move. It's probably it's Jake, Jake Wilson. Wilson. You got to yeah. moon him. The Aussie. And the Aussie. Just, yeah. I'm Jake's our buddy. Like, that's Jake for sure. That's yeah. Jake we're like for that's sure. Jake for sure. Yeah. I, I see a guy in the mirror. I was yeah. like, oh, it looks like Jake for sure. And we get up there, and uh, Brinson's got the full moon out there on the passenger side. Just literally wind <laughs> blowing between my cheeks. So. <laughs> So we get up going by, and it's not Jake. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Jake. Definitely so, an old guy. Yeah, so it's actually Val Florence from the from the Glen Keeley Memorial Bull Riding Committee, part of the Wild Hogs crew, that ends up the driving division. the bulls, and driving the bulls to and from, and he fucking thinks it's hilarious. He got a oh, total man. kick out oh, of it. Oh, he loved it. So funny. Oh, dear. So then... Uh, so, so then we. I called. So did we. Well, so so did we. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So then I called uh, Brad Keeley, yeah. and he wasn't around. And I told and I told Kim I was like, Kim, you gotta tell Brad that we just <laughs> we just had a mooning, uh, an accidental uh, mooning mooning incident on the highway, and we got Val instead of Jake. Oh man, that's but it so seemed funny. like Val got a kick out of it. That's so. hilarious. Oh fuck. Okay, so then and then we get. So we go to Hannah. We take we Brinson on a tour of to Nickelback show, to show that the hometown Nickelback. Yeah. Uh, for those who don't know, covers. yeah, they have all the the, the CDs painted on the side of the ring. Be a big rock star. <laughs> <laughs> so we show Brinson that, and then you had been driving the whole time, which is yeah. So yeah, I like offered to drive. We grabbed a submarine yeah. sandwich, and we're heading out of town, <clears throat> and no more than three thirty-seven three seconds. Me- three meters after leaving town, <laughs> after Wacy cruises. He eases up through a through a I stop did, sign. I did it like a three second California stop. Like it, I didn't. You slowed down. I slowed down. You didn't stop. I was turning right, so I just down. assumed that I could like 
yeah. just roll on you. Know? Yeah, you. Yeah, I didn't know. Um, I didn't know he had to like stop and like have the vehicle. So all of a sudden, I look up. in the rearview mirror and there's cop coming down. The and road. we thought he was going by. Yeah, us. we, thought we didn't think he was. We didn't think he was coming after us. So he rolls up on us, pulls and we're us like, over. Oh, shit, I'm like, over. Okay, like I'm screwed here. And we're like, we got drugs in the car. Yeah. There's mushrooms in the back. We're, man, we could be done. Yeah, and we're like, uh, we're like, we're, I wasn't too nervous. No, oh, I was, I was okay. nervous. But then when he rolled up and said, I had, so I had to do a breathalyzer test. Like, and and like, uh, what do they call it? Uh, uh, mandatory breathalyzer. Mandatory breathalyzer. He just test, rolls yeah. up with. He's like, you're gonna have to do this. And, yeah. like, oh. and I'm and like, I like, I know whatever. Like I was, I was like, we're sober. We haven't drank yeah, in the hadn't morning. Drank, hadn't drank at all since like at least uh, well, almost twelve hours before. It was like four in the morning. Yeah, like so. four in the morning. I think. And it was already four p.m. Through four p.m. Yeah, so. Whatever I blow, and then I guess he, he tells me that I blow like thirty points under of what like a twenty four hour suspension would have been. Yeah, so not that far. And off. I hadn't even touched. I didn't even touch any booze like all day since since like yesterday. Since yeah, since the night before. Yeah, the night before, which was kind of wild. So I was like, so that like almost got a DUI <laughs> on the way home. On the way home from Hannah. Yeah. But and then also I didn't get a I didn't give me a ticket which was pretty deadly. Yeah. Just gave me a warning for the rolling stop. stop. So that was yeah. huge. Dodged a four hundred dollar ticket there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Luckily, all so my points were in order with uh, license registration. Yeah, mine too. Good thing I got a pretty right. clean driving record. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then so dodge that. And then to wrap up the trip, we stopped to visit our friend Dustin Edwards at yeah. Barney's Adventure Park. On his final day of the first season at Barney's, we uh, went on the rides. We went on the hamster wheel, the zip line. Uh, watched the pig race. Watched the pumpkin cannon. The scary, the scary trail. I yeah, shot the, the candy dinosaurs. Cannon. Yeah, Wasey shot the candy cannon for all the kids. It was awesome. Um, they, 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 they doing else? a good job over there. If you ever in yeah. Drumheller, check so, out Barney's so Adventure Park. It's just, yeah. just past uh, the Royal Tyrell so Museum. Hell of a, a great spot. Hell of a stop. Friend of ours, friend of the show, former co-host. They found love on our show. Yeah, Dustin and Allie. Dustin and Allie found love. On the podcast, it was supposed to be Wacy, but it ended up being Dustin and Allie. Dustin scooped uh, the prize. He's been Allie. the only, he's been the only successful winner. person from the Bachelor episode. It's true, and it wasn't even supposed to happen. It was he just, just to happen that swooped way. Swooped in there. He's too soft. So make sure to check out Barney's Adventure Park next season. They'll be back. I'm gonna say like probably April, May. I'd say so. Yeah. I'm not sure the, uh, the they exact might, dates, They might do some winter stuff. He said. Yeah. Kind of got out a bunch of stuff in the work. Barney's Adventure Park, Drumheller, Alberta, on the highway, just past the Royal Tyrell Museum. Uh, congrats to our pal Dustin, though, and and Ali. Also, Pearl and Heart Modern Collective, also in Drumheller. Make sure to check them out. They got food food on the menu now. Coffee. I think you can even it's get a little spot. swish put on your coffee too. If they don't have it, you don't need it. Uh, yeah, Ali's gonna have a booth at the CFR as well let's with go, Pearl and Heart. Go. So, um, I think that's all I got for this show, away. So yeah, do you want to do any like CFR predictions or no? Uh we can. Do you want to? Sure. You shoot. Just want to just do like the rough stock. Go ahead. Let's go. Uh, if Edgar's healthy, I think he's going to win again. Okay. And then? Uh, Colby Wanchuk going to win Ooh, the Bronc like like And then that. Jake Vold's going to win the no, Red Colby record. didn't make it. Oh, he didn't? Oh, he did. So. Did no, he? He's 13th. Oh, shit. Look Never mind. Bro. Uh, instead of Colby, Dawson Hay. Okay, I got Zeke. Zeke in the Bronc Riding, Jake Vold in the Bareback Riding, and I'm going to take... Uh, you can't take Ooh. Jake Vold. I did. I picked him. You didn't take Jake. I you did. Said, I oh. said Jake Vold. Oh. Well, I'll take Jake, too. <laughs> Okay, that's fine. Uh, and then uh, bull riding. Bull riding, uh, I'm going to say if Dakota Butter's out, maybe. Well, Cody Kovachuk will be but, but far behind. Um, I don't know. Jared could be right up. Right oh, up uh, Jared Parsonage is due. I'm going Jared. All right. Yeah, Pars- okay. Parsnip. Cool. 
All right. There's our CFR prediction. Thanks for listening, everybody. Again, uh, Cowboy Shit is proudly sponsored by Manscaped. Wasting Manscaped. Tell them about com. the ball trimmers. Make sure you go get the latest Lawnmower 4.0 from Manscaped using our code HUGEBUSH. Save 20% and get worldwide shipping at manscaped.com with promo code HUGEBUSH. They're awesome. Get yourself one. They're deadly. We use them all the time. And we can't forget to our friends from the Circle 4 Beverage Company. Um, they're awesome. Check them out. They're at most liquor stores around. Check them out on social media at Circle 4 Ranch Water. Just check. They usually post where their uh, drinks are available. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. And the CFR. I guess. CFR 47, yeah. proud presenting sponsor of episode 103 with our feature guest, Tyler Thompson, CFR pickup man. Thanks to Canadian Finals Rodeo in Red Deer for being part of the podcast. Going to be live shows there daily. With myself and co-host Wacy Anderson, yeah, three p yeah. three thirty p.m. daily in the Cabaret Corral, and, and what else? And I'll be doing some buckle presentations. Buckle make presentations. sure to check out Hosting CFR Red Deer. Get yourself some tickets. Still available. Don't forget to use your pr- boots uh, special offer code at your PBR yeah. Canada Finals tickets, tickets in Edmonton, November twelfth and thirteenth, Rogers Place. Check Don't out PBRCanada.com and Ticketmaster. Don't forget and, uh, to Cowboy Shit, cowboyshit.ca. Yeah, we also did social media. Got some new stuff. We got some uh, stuff's back in stock. New stuff arriving all the time. And uh, man, Yorkton too this weekend. Yorkton, yeah. On the Yorkton. way, yeah. And we've actually we'll have we'll plan to have Brinson James on one more time before, before he, he heads home. Uh, he'll be heading out right after Edmonton. Our next show will be on the seventeenth of November. Pre-aggravation show. Pre-aggravation. Before we f- send him off, we'll uh, we'll do one more show with him Sunday after after uh, Edmonton. Get one a couple more comments from before he heads out. So thanks, Brinson, for being part of the show. Thanks for uh, hanging out with us for the, hey, the thanks, whole month. Thanks for the ride to Saskatoon, hey, bro. Came back. Not a problem, cowboy. All right. Thanks for listening, folks. It's been Cowboy Shit with Ted Wasey. I'm Ted. He's Wasey, our special friend, Brinson Harris. Long for the ride this week. <laughs> buddy from Florida. Friend. He's, a sp- he's our special he's friend. He's our special friend. He's our friend. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, folks. Bye-bye. Thanks. Hey, wait. One more, one more thing. Thanks, Sean Morton, editing our Sean show. Sean and Storm for CFR, all you do. music director, Storm Defoe. Um, I don't check know what else to say. Check us out at the fashion show. We're going to be there. Oh, yeah. Cowboy shit's going to be on the scene. It's Friday there. It's Friday there. Check us out. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. To the town of our field, old stranger, one finally. Hardly spoke folks around him, didn't have too much to say. Business, no one there to make a slip. Stranger there among them had a big iron on his hip. Big iron on his hip. It was early in the morning when he rode into the town. He came riding from the south side, slowly looking all around. He's an outlaw, loose and running. Came to whisper from each lip And he's here to do some business With the big iron on his hip